Welcome to the Blattcast. This is our special Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness episode. And as always with these specials, we are going to be speaking about all the spoilers all the way throughout. So if you have not seen the movie yet, do not listen to this episode. Now, this episode is made up of two conversations. Both took place on the Blackcast YouTube channel as part of the show that we do over there, Marvel Movie Talk. The first conversation is with my friend Caitlin Cornell, who saw the film with me and joined me in my home. And we recorded about an hour. And then there is a second conversation with some other familiar voices to listeners of the Blackcast: uh, Eric Connor and Jeff Williams, who also do Marvel Movie Talk with me, and David Brody, who has been on a few times. So uh, you will get to hear all of that, and it'll all be Doctor Strange talk. And let's get started. This is the Blackcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and fifty-six minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. I'm Christian Blatt. Next to me. Hi, I'm Caitlin Cornell. Yeah, and we're doing the show in the same room. I know. We're in the same room. I can turn and actually see. Whoa! It was kind of like being in the theater. You were actually on this side of me. Except the only difference is that you're not punching me right now. I could. As you were during the movie. It might happen. (laughs) If you get really excited as we recap. Oh, my God! So you're just like, girl, I'm watching. (laughs) We're in the same theater. Overall, I think it's always good to start big picture and then narrow the focus a little bit. Uh, for you, Kate, what were your thoughts, just big picture, on Doctor Strange? I thought that, first of all, I think I really like that I saw this on Marvel Movie Talk. I think that the length of the movie was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I know that there's some like, I want a half an hour more. And yes, we do want more content, but like, as a film, it told everything it needed to tell. Every character got their closure. Every arc was complete in a reasonable time period. I never was bored. I never was like, oh my God, when is this going to be over? Or like, uh, I never thought about the time, which is a, you know, a movie that is time-centric uh, and universe-centric is very, very good. Uh, I think more superhero movies should get back to a two-hour runtime. Yeah, you squeak over two hours and six minutes. Most of that's credits. That's fine. And I think that we kind of went in the wrong direction. You know, yeah. I, I said this uh, earlier in the week that Avengers Endgame was what, chapter 23 in a story? So it yes. can go ahead and be three hours. That's all right. Uh, and, you know, the fact that 23245 has become the normal running length for genre movies, look, if your story dictates that, sure. Do it. Absolutely. But uh, a lot of these movies don't need to be this long. And they had the sense that two hours and six minutes is what it took to tell this story. Which is about 120 pages. So they they figured they could do it. And also you had Sam Raimi as the director uh, who did all of the the first three Spider-Mans that kind of re-kicked off the superhero genre. So he kind of likes this type of runtime anyway. Um, and he felt like it was sufficient. And I agree. It was a nice, it was a nice experience to go to a movie theater. And then also on character, big picture, a lot of good character development was made. A lot of closure was made on the Dr. Strange character that he's able to move forward with a new kind of perspective. He kind of evolved into the Dr. Strange of the comic books that we know, or that comic fans know. And a lot of comic stuff was dropped. Um, a lot of inclusion of multiversal things and meta Marvel things that, 
we were worried that they wouldn't be able to do very subtly or very clearly or or in story and they were able to do it so i was actually very very pleased at how they got some of these meta themes and meta things into their universe and it's interesting too because had they tried to tell this story before the fox merger how much more you could still tell the exact same story with the same characters but it gets to be a little trickier and uh, deals need to be arranged and you know that sort of thing so they didn't have that obstacle and we'll get into all of that in a little bit but i think that it was you know it was the right approach and i think sam raimi was very much the right director for this story and there's a lot of ways in which it shows and uh, you know i I, I posted some of the photos that we took when we went to the press screening on Monday and uh, a friend of mine from high school, she wrote, oh, uh, that's great. You know, I'm taking, yeah, my son is so excited for it. He's 11. I'm like, okay, well, just wanted you to know that uh, it is the most uh, gruesome Marvel movie they've made yet. With yeah. Some really graphic deaths. Like, there was... Really- there yeah. was a lot of brutality that yeah. has entered this universe that I, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. And I think also what I didn't, what we didn't talk about was like most of the brutal things that have happened in previous Marvel movie iterations has been against like aliens and robots and more aliens. But like mostly like human deaths are like shooting, shooting and guns and, yeah. and punching, no, the, and but they get very creative with some of the human this deaths. Is like, this is like <laughs> beloved characters you're finally getting to see. And, uh, you know, and, and while Black Bolt might not be beloved, uh, his was the worst in some ways because he didn't. Oh, Captain. No, Captain no, I mean, Carter that, was Captain Carter awful. Was bad too, but I'm just saying that specifically the, uh, you know, it was because yeah. his was one of the first. And so to. My, he kicked it off, really. Yeah. yeah he was the of first like, one. this is where we're going. Yeah, just wait. Yeah, we're it's, uh, we're going to keep raising the stakes in terms of the, the gore. And a couple of times, uh, you know, I was just like, oh, wow, I see what's uh, probably coming right now. There was a very big, there's some very big, I am not a horror movie person. And there were some moments, I, I'm thinking of the the run through the uh, uh, under under river tunnels. Oh, yeah. And and it was scary. It was like being, it was like the monster chase in the, in the haunted house. Yeah, totally. And they were definitely putting some like horror tropes inside a superhero universe, which when Marvel decides to combine genres into their superhero genre in like psychological thriller or, or political thriller with um, uh, Winter Soldier uh, and uh, when they decide to do cross genre, it really is interesting. And it even, really even is when you think about like adding like, you know, straight comedy into Ant-Man. Right. You know, like right. It, it usually works and look, it works in this and to, my friend Erica, who has an 11 year old son, I was just like, I just want you to know what this movie's like. Right. You know, she's, she had said that he had just watched the first one again. And I'm like, okay. And, and she's like, oh, he'll be fine. You know, he used to watch, <laughs> you know, it's like, he used to watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas when he was a baby and he watches horror movies with me. I'm like, all right. Okay. I, I don't know what these horror movies are, but I, I was like, look, uh, I've now, I can now wash my hands that I didn't tell you to take your kid to it. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Because there's, there's just, there's so many. I mean, the, 
the one strange that is impaled on the gate. Oh my god! We don't even like that, Doctor oh Strange. Oh my god! It like was he so was bad. one. Like we're just like, oh, this this one. Ow. This iteration's a dick. I think that was my fifth and final punch. Yeah, I got punched a few times, uh, and I uh, was mostly excited. Most I mean, I was excited, very those, excited. Like, the, oh my god! Did you hear yeah. the thing that we all just heard above yeah. the screaming? Yeah, which sometimes it was it was hard to hear. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even before we get to that, you know, just like zombies and things like that, you know, there was a lot throughout the movie that you're like, this has Sam Raimi's, uh, you know, footprint or fingerprints on it. And in a way that those original Spider-Man movies really did not. No. You know, uh, so this was sort of more true to form that, you know, this was probably what he was told not to do with Spider-Man, basically. But they're like, this is Doctor Strange. You can go ahead and do well, it's it. It's also like those movies were made 20 years ago. And it shows yeah. how far that Sam Raimi has come with this genre, with these types of characters, and a different character. Because we know it's like Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and that's kind of how we associate him. But to be able to pull off some of these very interesting, and I have to talk DP, DP and editing for a second. The yeah. movie hinges on the way it's shot and the way it's edited and the and the course, the correlation between the two and the, the, the communication between the two. Because there are some, there's a camera move with Wanda where she's uh, dreamwalking and the dreamwalking sequences were probably honestly my favorite ones because cool, yeah. of how they were shot and how they were put together because you have these moments of like the camera moving and you basically like flash and it was very reminiscent of a style that is hitting television right now uh, i know the witcher did it uh in their newest latest season season two um where they had uh three women in a dream sequence uh and uh having all of the ghosts kind of haunt them at the same time and this kind of jump cut editing uh, to make it seem a little bit out of sorts and out of joint, um, which is a good way to do in editing what a crossing the line would do in film to make you feel like something is not quite right uh, and that two things are being happen are happening at the same time. Yeah, and I think uh, some of the visuals, uh, to me, I thought that they were great. I, I saw somebody that I knew who was at the screening. She had posted that she thought that the uh, there was too much CGI. And I was like, I actually didn't think there was. I mean, I can, I can see where certainly there are sequences where there are, but I thought that they did it in a good way. And it was well done when yeah. they did it. So uh, I really thought visually it was great. And I mean the look to as a testament to that two hour and six minute runtime we really hit the ground running and granted it's not our Stephen strange but right in the middle of you know and we get to see america chavez before we get to see almost anybody yeah and i think uh she was great obviously oh my god and you know there are people that are like well why didn't she get a tv series before she got a movie i'm like this is kind of the way she they used to always it. do it yeah. yeah and like she works so well in the story Let's just tell her story here. And just know? to be clear, America Chavez is not Miss Marvel. Do not be, you know, the star does not always mean a Marvel, Marvel-esque person. She is her own character. Yeah. In the comics, she is Miss America. Yes. Um, so not she is not Ms. America. Yeah. She's not, uh, she's not part of the Marvel, uh, the Marvels, the Marvels. Yeah. Uh, so for people who were asking me, oh, how's Miss Marvel in it? Um, yes, she does punch things, but it is not <laughs> big fist punching. Hands, she doesn't yeah. have giant hands. Uh, she is her own character, and she did a fantastic, fantastic yeah. job. Um, and also, the last time we saw Doctor Strange was almost as an as a refusal to mentor someone role. 
in in yeah, no way home. home yeah absolutely so it was you know i'm going to help you out this one time but i'm not going to really guide you through anything and in this movie he's kind of forced to be a guide um to this to this girl and the relationship between the two of them um i cannot imagine what those casting calls would have been like because they had to get that chemistry spot on between the two actors especially since benedict had to play three or four or five versions of himself there were several including zombie strange which frankenstrange yeah, Frank so how do you think you'd say her name and i was like oh that's why i don't know what it is so it starts with oh my god she's 16 I had no idea, actually. See, we're looking up uh, America Chavez, and oh, yeah, see, you've got the. <laughs> I'll let you take it. Your eyes are better than mine. Uh, Sochi. Sochi. Sochi okay. Gomez. Sochi Gomez. See, the Gomez I had, that was easy. It looked just like Selena Gomez, uh, the Gomez part. Uh, but anyway, she was great, and uh, obviously, we'll be seeing more of her uh, because of that very important skill set, probably to uh, phase four. And actually, having her be 16, I was, I actually. Have notes written down because you know me. You know me, M MMT. Um, <laughs> MMT gang. The MMT gang with my notes and my Squirrel Girl references. No Squirrel Girl in this movie. No, they, I was expecting she her to scamper across somewhere. I mean, I feel like one of the universes you just needed him to turn into a squirrel, and it would have been fine. <laughs> that was the only thing missing from the movie. I would have added girl? one minute for a Squirrel Girl reference. Okay, so then two hours and seven. Minutes. Two hours Should seven. Like that extra minute was worth it. Worth it. That's fair. Um. But I was actually like, I almost wrote down, uh, what I wrote down in my notes was great. I almost wrote down millennial character, mm -hmm. but actually I, I corrected it. And I think America's a really great Gen Z character. And it's yeah. also really great that we're starting to add more younger characters and, and that type of, of uh, generational representation because her character arc is basically, she's out of control and she has all of this power yeah. but she doesn't know how quite to control it or how to use it and so she's focused on the word control 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 i have to control myself i have to control what my power is and i loved that the the message is every time we've needed to go somewhere you've put us where you've needed to where we needed to be to yeah. get the answer that we needed so you have control you don't need control you just need to believe in yourself to make the world the way you want it to and then her solution was not fighting head on it was showing the consequences and it's like okay you want to see your kids hear your kids yeah and watching them be afraid of you and so for us like our millennial characters are you know the scarlet witches where it's like we really want something very badly and i think a theme is of this phase four is pain and acceptance of choices yeah and i think that uh it was very smart to you know give her exactly what she wants and you bring her to Billy and Tommy and they're literally terrified of her and her own self is just like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is the, this is the crazy version of me that yeah. possessed me. And I think that uh, it was probably the only way that was going to work. You know, one of the things that you and I talked about after the fact was I was surprised we didn't get white vision, which yeah, is cataract. the vision as opposed to vision who we know from the uh, earlier, you know, the pre infinity war, the vision being the white one. I thought we were going to get him and that was going to sort of help her in some way, but it actually didn't fit in the story. And it made way more sense to bring a right to her kids because the vision right. isn't who she fell in love with. It's just sort of a representation of him, but she cares so much about these kids that literally she was not behaving rationally yeah. and she doesn't care who gets hurt or who gets killed along the way. And uh, I thought that they tied that up very nicely, but also what a 
great continuation of oh Wanda's story. You know, I mean, the earliest footage that we saw where, you know, she's in the yard, you know, when Stephen first goes to visit her. But that and, doesn't seem fair. Yeah. And, and it's just like, oh, there's like apples and, you know, she's growing apples and all that. And uh, she's which like, is yeah. kind of reminiscent of Evil Queen, which is another yeah. Disney property. <laughs> and I was true. like, oh, my God. And, and she's <laughs> like, I don't uh, uh, I don't really oh, I love the magic behind me. And then I was like, oh, of course, they showed us that scene because of the way when she changes it. And I was like, oh, man, this is. And I think that we knew Wanda was in this. We knew it would factor into the multiverse of madness. But I didn't realize how much this was a Wanda story. Yeah. And I didn't realize how big of a big bad she was in the story. I didn't even really un get like, cause I, I, cause when that first trailer came out and it's like the, you know, you're, you, I'm the, I made the villain and that doesn't seem fair. The entire internet was shitting on her going like, dude, you took over a town. Yeah. And, 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 and I always felt weird about that moment in the trailer. Cause I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of under like for her, it's understandable, and it felt like there was at the end of WandaVision that there was a a like she's accepted it and she's you know until you see that she has the dark hold. But I never really realized until watching the movie, I'm like, oh, she's villain, like she's yeah. full villain in this movie. Yeah, and it's like uh, you know, Agatha Harkness uh, knew to try and protect us from that. Granted, she had her own agenda. Yep. But uh, yeah, and. I was surprised at just how essential to the movie WandaVision was that yeah. like, you can't, you can see the movie without it, but you're, there's a whole layer of the story that's just going to be lost on you. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I guess she has kids in another reality. It's not like you can't understand it. You just, I think the appreciation is different, which I mean, it's great that the TV series are that, you know, integral to the story. I mean, the next time we see yeah. Sam Wilson in a movie, it, you're going to need to know everything that happened in Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, we may never see Loki again in a movie, but if we do, uh, you'll need to know what he's been up to and the fact that there's variants and all that. So uh, I thought that uh, it was interesting, but I also thought that, uh, you know, this was another great opportunity for Elizabeth Olsen uh, to just yeah. really show like, you know, big bad Wanda, which is the Wanda that a lot of people like. People love House of M Wanda. Yeah. You know? So getting to see the, you know, and the the nice touch, and we saw Stephen had it, the, well, one of the Stevens had it, but the black fingers from using the dark hole too much. Yeah. You know? The last, the, the impaled Stephen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, impaled Stephen. We'll talk Steven. by death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, you know, just how much time we spend with Wanda in this movie. You know, and uh, the fact that uh, that Doctor Strange can only do so much, and yeah, you know, he really he really can't stop her on his own. I mean, and that's why he first tries to get the Book of Ashanti, and then the Darkhold, and even that, you know, he's still really, uh, you know, the important of the, t the importance of the teamwork. You know, having to have uh, America obviously is the one who ultimately helps Wanda realize, you know, what are you doing? You know, and I mean, even early on, Stephen asks, like, what about the mother to yeah. the the Billy and Tommy that you basically are going to steal, you know, and there she was. And, you know, they got to see it. And, you know, uh, the fact that they're like throwing things at her. And of course, it didn't hurt her physically, but just that look. The on emotional. Her face. Yeah, I thought that that was a great sequence, especially, you know, at that point yeah. in the movie. Um, this I, whole thing is centered on emotional pain and yep. i mean it's it's interesting like i feel like the best 
villains are the ones that make it really personal. Like, I honestly don't think Loki was a great villain in Avengers. Ultron was a great vill- a good villain in like, you yeah, know, good. but th- yeah, good. they were That's good. A good way to amend it that, that uh, Ultron was good. Yeah, 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 because but it was like it was like global destruction and global conquest, but it wasn't personal. And really, they didn't have a personal villain until Zemo. Yeah, I don't fair. think. No, and, 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 right. and while there were kind of issues with that character, it really wasn't about him, him succeeding was him breaking apart the Avengers, no matter what the cost was to him. And because he, because of his family. And then we got the closure and the Falcon and the winter soldier of that story. But to have a, a, a movie about what does it cost me? Yeah. And in any universe, Steven does not get Christine. Yeah. In most universe, in only 616, which is named. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that. Um, Wanda doesn't get her kids. And in none of those universes is Vision there. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. That, uh, And that's probably got something to do with the way in which our 616 Wanda lost Vision and something about yeah. the repercussions of that throughout the multiverse. Which is weird, though, because like, I, I don't think fate has really come up fate and choice as a theme hasn't yeah. come up in the Marvel universe yet until I think they started talking about it after Endgame, and it br- and they brought it up like how many choices really were there and it's yeah. like it really was just one out of the you know insert big number here that I can't remember because I don't remember it um <laughs> yeah but it was like millions you know and, yeah and, and there was only one and it's one. like yeah. of all the millions of universes he doesn't get christine in any of them yeah and then but that, that was... in this one he helps america yeah unlike right. other universes where, where it's he... like are you the same in every universe one, Do you, he... are you forced to make the same choices and having had that dream he knows that the solution isn't to take her powers yeah you know and i thought that that was uh you know, that was good. It shows that like, oh, yeah, ours is the good one. And, you know, I, I think one of the things heading into this and I've seen people post that like, oh, you need to watch What If to see this movie. Absolutely don't. You There's, don't. It's just you understand the concept of the multiverse. So if you've seen Spider-Man, you're all set. You don't need to actually look at the, that. But even in that one, the, the one really good episode that I liked, which I think was the third one, the Doctor Strange one. Actually, it was, it was not the third one. The third one's the one I hated. But uh, the Doctor Strange one, uh, you know, he's like obsessed obsessed with trying to make that happen. So in that way, that episode is sort of relevant because it shows that you can try as hard as you want, but the, you know, but he and Christine just don't actually happen. And I thought that that was interesting because even in, you know, even in the one that we spend time where we, meet the Illuminati, that one, she's like, yeah, it never really worked out. And it's like, of course it didn't. Cause it yeah. just, it doesn't work out. Um, Which blew my theory out of the water that it was the living tribunal, but you know, that's whatever. all right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was good to see, you know, and good for Rachel McAdams, you know, she got, uh, she got to do some stuff. She got to do some heroic stuff. You yeah. Know? And, and it was Rachel McAdams and Christine that revealed that, yes, we know the multiverse exists and this is 616. Yeah. And which, that was really cool. Uh, it's funny because of all the, big stuff that happens in here that's kind of a minor thing that i think your casual audience isn't even going to notice it's probably going to be the thing that upsets so many people because calling this one 616 is like well 616 is the comic book marvel universe and it's so different than this and we were given a number that was associated with the mcu 
had to, it had more digits. I think it had a bunch of nines in it. I actually don't know what yeah. the number was. Also, and if we were doing this live, Daniel Drew would probably be in the chat and he would say, <laughs> like, here's what number it is. But, uh, you know, so the fact that they called this 616, I'm like, I think that's going to annoy people. And then it's going to annoy, annoy It's going to annoy me that it annoys them. It's, like, it's just her, you know, this Christine said that that's what we're going to call it. It doesn't mean that that's what it is. You know, what does the watcher think it is? You know, ask, right. you know, ask him. Uh, but uh, I did think that I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That was one of the punches. That, I definitely got punched when they said six one six. Yeah, I, I know I did. Because I feel like if and if and chat, tell me if I'm wrong. If they said any other number, would you really be as excited? Yeah. No. And exactly. Yeah. If they if they were like, uh, oh, the, and our universe is 1961. It was, this, it was the first year of the of Marvel universe. It was as excited as I got last year when I watched Loki and. Everyone was like, why do they move it to a Wednesday? That's so weird. And they're like, they don't want to compete with Star Wars. And then it wasn't until they blew apart the TVA and they started blowing up the timeline on June 16th, which is 616. Oh, yeah. And they blew up the timeline on 616. I forgot about that. And it's like, you know what, dudes? I tip my hat <laughs> to you, sir. That was that was well done. Well done. I Mr. appreciate Friday. that little tiny reference for my little nerd heart. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, this was also a good story for uh, Wong. I mean, we, we he's missing oh, yeah, for a he while. Was in it. He's missing for a while. Um, I do love the idea of like, the Sorcerer Supreme to bow in the presence of the Sorcerer Supreme, and Stephen's like, uh huh, I know, uh -huh, okay, you know. But meanwhile, it's a custom. Yeah, but he also never he didn't get people to bow for him. I don't think so. Stephen Strange doesn't give a shit, and he, no. we also really didn't see him as Sorcerer Supreme to other people of the Comitage. That's a great point. Yeah, that is a great point. Except uh, for when they were fighting Thanos, which if yeah. you have to bow to Stephen Strange before fighting Thanos, your your priorities are a little messed up. My favorite, uh, my favorite uh, Wong and Stephen moment in the movie is when Zombie or Franken Strange is there, <laughs> which is a better name. I don't want to know. Yeah, exactly. And when he just said that, I'm like, oh, uh, I, I like the two of them together. Where's the Where's the buddy so cop good. movie with these two? You know, let's have them go on one of those uh, Hope and Crosby road pictures. You know, I just want to see them like driving to Tucson or something. Which I totally forgot about that episode of of What If with Doctor Strange because when you mentioned What If, I was just like Captain Carter and Franken Zombies. No, the 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 Dark Strange one, which then came back in one of the later ones. Uh, that was yeah, that was the only one I really liked, and a couple of the other, some of the other ones were. All I right. totally forgot about it. Uh, like those were the two what if references you, that I went to. I just to. felt like we were going to see that Strange in this movie. Because, yeah, because you know the early scuttlebutt was like, oh yeah, you should see what if before this. You really don't need. You don't to. need to. You don't need to see it even. Yeah, and then we also got I, we got Defender Strange as well, the ponytail guy in the beginning. Yeah, and that was Defender true. Strange. That was cool. Yeah, and then he's the one who becomes our uh, our our Franken Strange because yeah. he's the corpse. Which when it got buried under those rocks, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to oh, see I can't that. Wait can't wait to see that later. <laughs> I'm like, I was just like, just burn it. No, he's coming back. Yeah, yeah, and uh, man, the... but I forgot about it. So when it did happen, I was like, oh, cool, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also having just read Way of the Weird, I think that was the first punch. Was uh, when he reveals because in Way of the Weird, uh, if you haven't read the comic books, which actually after watching this movie, I actually do recommend you watch Way of the you read, read Way of the Weird because yeah. uh, I was like, eh, you're all right, but I'm actually like it 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 heightened my enjoyment because there is a section of the comic books where he talks about. Um, how Doctor Strange sees magical creatures that people can't see, and there is a moment where he he it's 
mayhem and chaos and then he moves his hand and then you see the monster that he sees the magic magic vision yeah so i actually thought that was really cool yeah and that was one of the best parts of that comic was just that he constantly sees the world differently than we do and you know what they didn't get into this movie was this idea that you know he's absorbed so much you know good magic bad magic and all this stuff that he can't even eat regular food you know so and i guess this this stephen strange you know missed out on five years uh so maybe he's not there yet but uh, maybe we'll see some of those the impact that it has well he's still sorcerer supreme in the comic book universe wong hasn't well although i think technically uh clea is clea that's right. right now like at this moment at this moment that's right 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 because we have the strange yeah so we'll have to we'll have to see but yeah he he uh never passed the mantle to wong and uh you know because wong was to be the one who would feed him all the slugs and stuff right exactly and then of course the uh the the ancient one in comics was an old asian man and not tilda swinton so, you know, it's just like when you read the comics, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to remember stuff like that. It's not yeah, the way that you think it's all right. But the 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 movie really uh, covers a lot of ground, and I think it moves really well. It didn't have a feeling of like, oh, it's kind of slowed down for a bit there. No. Um, and it I, slowed down when it needed to, which I think is the conversation yeah, between Strange the, and Christine. Strange and Christine stuff, I think, was important. And honestly, like the actual meeting with the Illuminati, that's a fairly slow segment, but nobody was like, I want this to end. Everybody was, uh, it also helped that you had a lot of character drops. You had a lot of character. Yeah, exactly. It was like a Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band album cover. Like, look who's over there and over there and over there and over there. And I I think I got some punches there and, um, well, technically. Okay. So I have to amend something. So I I knew that we all knew that Professor X was in it because his voice is in it. Yeah. And we've seen some of the kind of 90, the X, uh, Xavier chair from 92 yeah. in there. Um, I was really happy. And this is why I punched you. I'm very sorry that they put in the X-Men 92 slash 97 because of the reboot. Yeah. And it is credited as X-Men, X-Men 97. 97. Yeah. They put the theme song in there. That and I was so stoked uh, at, like my childhood came back a little bit that that is one of the best musical cues in a movie in a long time i think like as 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 flawed as the movie is like that moment when you get the wonder woman's theme and batman vs superman that's yeah great but this is also like call back to your childhood and it's like they didn't use like the brian singer theme you know from like x-men 2000 you know right they no, they use the animated series i'm like well this is even better yeah because uh, yeah, it was I, the animated series character which yeah. was really really cool and and the fact that patrick came back to do that if you're listening thank you just on behalf wow. of everyone who loves you and loves this character thank you for doing he, that he probably would have sought this out to watch if he didn't see my show on star trek picard uh oh no did you screw this up for i me? think i did yeah because oh, it, it is that is actually one of the uh, shows i've ever seen but also but, fun fact the dp for this movie uh john uh matheson also did logan so oh, this okay. is not his first time working with pat pat stew with sir pat stew sir pat yeah. stew uh, and he also did X-Men First Class. All right. I and he did Gladiator. So props to you. All right. So he's got I know. he's got some cool posters hanging around his house. Oh yeah. You know, if he if he isn't so inclined to remember. What? Uh yeah. So like we knew a while ago that uh Patrick Stewart was in there. And I think 
uh, you know, when we talked about it on uh, Marvel Movie Talk, I was just like, yeah, maybe he's not, though. Uh, I figured that he was, especially once Patrick Stewart was like asked about an interview and he's like, who's Doctor Strange? You know, and he was just really bad at like pretending. He that can't he lie. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just, it was too funny to him to try. Well, what was great about like when Patrick Stewart started this whole journey into the, the Marvel Universe with X-Men, like it wasn't as like clamped down as, as it is now. Yeah. So like they never really learned to to lie about it. So they're just like, yeah, here's a thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I think that uh, obviously that was cool. And I actually did not recognize him, but I did not know. Speaking of Star Trek, I didn't realize that Anson Mount was Black Bolt. Who, yeah. Of course, played Black Bolt in the TV series of Inhumans, which. I know wasn't good, but somehow I'm the only human on earth that enjoyed it in any you were in, 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 in any way possible. It was not very good. Uh, he was the best part of it, and he didn't talk in the whole series. Uh, I thought that the, that was actually pretty impressive. And that was, I, I felt like it was, there was no reason you needed to use him as no. Black Bolt, especially if you're going to put him in another movie and you want to have a different actor. So you go ahead and bring in a different actor. So now that tells me if we're ever going to see him again, why wouldn't Anson Mount play him? But anyway. Um, well, it's also the, this is a different universe. Yeah. So anybody else could play him. When he game. showed up, he was in a different universe. He was yeah. in an eight. I don't know. I'm not going to remember that number. Yeah. I, I won't either. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know what number that one was. But I did love seeing her in the suit. I'd love seeing Captain Carter on the big screen. Yeah. Because uh, we've seen it animated, and obviously yeah. there's a comic book series right now. But to have actually, actually seen her to in get the movie. her in it, like she deserved that. And yeah. I know that after that episode of What If came out, a lot of fans were like, "Come on, man! Like, come on!" Especially since Agent Carter was kind of stopped a little too soon. Yeah, I mean they only had fans. two seasons, and uh, I think people wanted more uh, for sure. And it was very cool to see her, especially throughout the fight sequence like the way that she utilized right. the shield and all that and uh you know but that sequence uh, where wanda's fighting the illuminati is the most uh that's the most <laughs> disturbing that's the most the disturb i mean well the impaling scene is not great it's not great but it's it, it's momentary. no oh and the uh the uh what are they called um the 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 souls of the damned oh yeah Oh, I was not happy. Yeah. I was not happy. <laughs> Especially but, when it attacked Christine. And like for me, this is why I can't watch like the end part of um uh Last Crusade when the guy melts in front of her and he's like oh, holding yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, Cause yeah. all I can feel as a woman is like Melty Man is six inches from me versus like in Raiders where it's like fifty feet from yeah, me and I can kinda me. handle it. Yeah. But like having like the thing I was just like, no, nah, I was not. Yeah, okay. Some of the stuff in this movie's right up there with when I was a kid and saw <laughs> Temple of Doom and he reaches out and grabs a guy's heart, you know. So <laughs> those Indiana Jones movies actually are pretty gruesome. So uh, of course, as we talk about the Illuminati, oh. uh, the most it, the biggest reveal was uh the one that I got to like two days before our screening without having somebody tell me and our friend, Michael Shirley texted me a TMZ link about John Krasinski being in Dr. Strange. And I'm like, Oh, well, there's only, there's a character that I'd heard that he was probably going to play. And I had every reason to think that Reed Richards was going to be in this movie because we felt like the Illuminati was in it. And Reed Richards is part of it. Yeah. That part. But I was just like, Oh, I knew before the movie started that yeah. John Krasinski was in it. I didn't. And I avoided I, I, it. I didn't, I didn't ruin it for anybody else. Just Michael ruined it for me. And as uh, fans of the show know, 
although we did go back and edited it, uh, he did tell Jeff and I that Harry Styles was in Eternals, and we did not know that. So he just assumes that we know these things. I'm like, yeah. why would I know that? I intentionally avoid stuff like that. So anyway, and here's I, a PSA to to fans. And you're probably you're watching this because you're a fan. Yeah, you're watching this because you love it. You bought tickets five million weeks ago because <laughs> you didn't want these spoilers. It kept, it kept crashing on your phone, and you're like, I gotta try again. I gotta, I gotta try, try again. again. Yeah. So we love these movies and not everyone who loves these movies can can see them when exactly when they come out either they're working they have kids um we, we're still in an endemic people are still freaked out for a variety of reasons and we were really really good and maybe it was because we were in pandemic and it was christmas <laughs> for no way home we really did a great job and we we have and even with batman like i didn't get a lot of spoilers for I the batman I, either i didn't know that uh, and of course that, nobody spoiled morbius because nobody saw it um, there was also nothing to spoil. That's, that's like, <laughs> hey, you spoiled that uh, carton of milk that was left out for three years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that happened a long time ago. But PSA from a fan to all the other fans and fans that you know, let's keep it going. Let's not spoil anything Yeah. for future fans love, who, who love, can't see it. Love and Thunder will be with us in about two months. Yeah, yeah and so. we'll also get Miss Marvel in June. So, yeah, like, in true. terms of TV shows and in terms of... Uh, you know, the, the other Marvel content that's coming out um, and even, you know, Star Wars content and Star Trek content, everything, everything. Yeah, it's like when you know something, it's like, if it's, if it's not, and even when it's with like, great power comes great responsibility, internet. <laughs> and it's done. Exactly. But <laughs> you know, there's also just this uh, idea that even if it's in the trailers, you have people who avoid the trailers. So it's like, yeah. don't, don't assume that people know the things you know. Now, you know, you can always have the conversations like, so have you seen any of the, any of the always trailers? Ask. Have you, have you seen it? It's like, if Michael's text to me were, Hey, have you heard about any of the, you know, the, the leaks or the rumors about cats? Yeah. I'd be like, no, I don't want to know about it either. Yeah. But instead I got to, of all the things in my phone, in my text inbox, I, you know, it's, it's a link to a story and I'm using this as my own example. It didn't ruin the movie for me at no. all. You know, uh, it, I'm it, really glad it didn't. Cause I, you told me after and I was like, Oh God. But then I was like, it's not that big of a no, deal, but no, it's still like, I, I, if I had no idea that the character might be in the movie, I think that, but look to get to see him as Reed Richards is exciting for what it means Briefly. for the future. Uh, and, uh, you know, let's get Jenna Fisher to play Sue Storm because everybody wants to see the two of them still together yeah. after all this time. Uh, I think, I think that would be appropriate. And, you know, the, uh, the conversation that Wanda has before she just stretches the life out of them, you know, when she's like, do your children have a mother? Cause then like, there's yeah. someone to raise. Yeah. Them. And I was just like, oh man, more like Scarlet bitch. Am I right? Or am I right? There was. <laughs> There was more of a, uh, I mean, I think the brutality from Sam Raimi was escalated because of how, to, to show how far Wanda was willing yeah. to go. It was a, it was a definite, like, that we're not, we're not skirting around anything. This is the, the depth of this pain. And I'm really glad that, you know, we didn't, we got consequence of pain in Black Widow, but to watch someone go through pain. Um, and then choose to sacrifice themselves for that pain in a way so that it didn't hurt anyone at the end because she's definitely, unless something magical happens, which she is a magical being, but yeah, um, to destroy the entire uh, Vanda, Vandagore? Is that Wondagore. the mountain? Wondagore. Wondagore. Yeah, which that's, 
that goes back to the origin, the comic book origin of the character and the fact that Magneto's her and Quicksilver's dad and all that. Mm -hmm. But so that was like a nice moment where everybody, you know, yeah. your, your comic, your, your reading nerds were very excited uh, in that moment. But yeah, look, I think that the only thing that we could have seen uh, that would have had more impact was if Wanda you know, killed alternate versions of like all of her friends, you know, yeah. like to have, like if she did that to Steve Rogers and Tony and uh, Bruce and everybody, I mean, I'm glad we didn't see that, but just to see the, the depths that she'll go to, to be with these children who right. those children aren't actually yours because your children aren't real, you know, which is. That was where that, I thought we would have seen vision. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that would have. Yeah. There's a few points where it would have made sense, but I think that they've got something else planned for the vision. The vision. But. Who's that, always going to be cataract to me because it is project cataract and he's white. So <laughs> he's white. Yeah. So. I thought that, uh, you know, some of that stuff, it's like we got to be excited and see these characters for a little while and then watch them get killed. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, my God, Captain Carter. And then, of course, let's not forget that we got Maria Rambeau as Captain Marvel. Yes. Uh, we got Monica's mom, uh, Carol Danvers' best friend from the Captain Marvel movie as Captain Marvel, which I thought that was, was great. Great. To, great to see that too. You know, it's uh it's easy to be blinded by the fact that Reed Richards is in the movie. But and that, it's e and it's easy to miss with all of the kind of drops that they were doing and it was it was really nice to get, you know also more women on the council, like hey yeah. The other character that I want to spend a brief talk about and I know we're going a little over. Oh no it's all right. We're we're gonna we're gonna keep it to under an hour, but we can go right up to that. We so. need to talk about Mordo. Yeah, no, I, 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 it was next. It's not, I don't have, I'm not fancy like you with, with all the words and the writing, but Mordo is who I wanted to talk to next. I, I thought that it was great that we got to see him and the fact that he seemingly was like, oh my God, my brother, great to see you. And then Stephen has the point of like, you kind of hate Don't me. trust the tea. Yeah. Always spill it. Yeah. Just <laughs> always, always spill, spill the tea. <laughs> Never actually drink it. But the idea that it was like, you don't like me in any of these universes. You know? <laughs> and that he can't, the best part about Stephen Strange, which is infuriating to read in the comics, honestly, is how cocky he is. Yes. And he's taking the place of Tony in a way. Cause, oh, and that's why they like rubbed up against each other. Cause they both had the same level of like, I'm just better than you. Um, but to see how I, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch playing this character, a character like this, because some of the characters, he always plays a little bit of a, of a higher intellectual character. I I'm mean, going to say literally it, the highest intellect in Sherlock. Yeah. Like he's the smartest. Or like, you know, you have him in like uh, the fifth estate and you have yeah. him in imitation game and you have him in all of these movies and to see him kind of a little bit like with a little bit of swag is yeah. really, really nice. And to pair that against someone who is, steadfast as Mordo. And the thing is like Mordo's steadfastness and Strange's ability to adapt and think outside of the box is is what makes that character interesting to watch. And honestly, it was probably the most creative fight choreography in the entire movie. Was yeah. that was the agree, was yeah. when they fell through the gap and they were both um they both had no magic and it was it was nice to see him fight with no magic. Does that take away his his you know finger ability? Because you know he's technically broken finger man when he doesn't have magic. Right. But I don't I didn't care about it until I just thought about it, it was like four seconds ago. So <laughs> so I'm gonna ignore that and keep going. 
Hey. Um, but yeah, I mean, just in general, they're a great fight. You know, we're talking about uh, both uh, Captain Carter and Maria Rambeau against uh, Wanda. I mean, there was great physical combat and uh, also some great, uh, you know, usage of powers by both uh, Wanda right. and uh, Maria. So there, and they some... just got the dudes out of the way. Yeah. They're like, we're gonna kill well, the dudes that, and then have the three actually, girls go at it. You know, there's there's the moment in Endgame that uh, some people loved when you had all the female that was superpowers, me. That and was then me. you had some who were just like, it's cool, but it felt forced. And then this was like a little bit more natural, where it was just like, yeah, you know, like yeah, all the all the dudes did get killed, but uh, it's all right, we 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 got this. And unfortunately. They did not get that. They I mean, they got it. it for like a second, yeah. but like Wanda is like Scarlet Witch is is insane, and like it showed she was held back in the previous movies by her lack of belief in herself, yes. and and like half of it was not believing, and half of it was like not being awake, and having something to fight for makes people stronger. We know this in any any of the iterations of any of these characters. Having a goal or an intention makes them infinitely stronger. Um, and it's also corrupting. Like, it's also absolutely corrupting. I also... The thing that they left out of Wanda's character is that she's not a Nexus being. Yeah. That America's the Nexus being. Um, and, you know, the goal is to take the power so that she becomes the Nexus being, that she can travel between worlds. Um, but... Wanda having that power unlocked by her need and her belief and and you know in a way Agatha did it yeah Agatha that's true. you know it was Agatha all along for hundreds of years it was Agatha all along yeah, yeah. As, as um it, it, it showed how powerful she was because I think a previous criticism of of Scarlet Witch and correct me if I'm wrong um is that like she's so much more powerful in the comics and they're not giving her that in the in the yeah. MCU they they gave it to her guys like they did it and um i think we have to whenever we get a new character introduction and whenever we see them uh, get in these team situations um each movie is them growing i mean we didn't get almost a final doctor strange until the end of this movie and he's been yeah. in like four or five since right and i mean think about you know carol when you meet her and it's like yes in the end of captain marvel you see uh, a lot of what her potential is but you don't really see yeah. it until uh, end game when she goes up against thanos and you know you also i mean so the the idea that you hadn't seen enough of wanda i mean one in the comics, it was a good like 20, 25 years before you realized like the potential of what she could be. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, oh yeah, I can do hexes and basically like, you know, like yeah. party tricks, you know, like a like that kind of a magician. So I think especially with phase four, with these new superheroes, we've got some coming up in Moon Knight, we've got some introduced in different iterations, we've got the Eternals. I think we have to reserve a little bit of judgment before comparing them to their comic iterations that we know currently. Yeah. Because what they showed me is, yes, we know these comics. Yes, we know these characters. Yes, they'll get there. Right, exactly. And I think that with Wanda, it's like, oh, maybe she should not have ever gotten there. Uh, and that's uh, basically, you know, how she brings down the mountain. And uh, it's like, sure, we can definitely see Wanda again. But mm -hmm. we also, I mean, it shouldn't be for a while. 
yeah. you know i i don't know that uh, it's going to fit into the stories of the next few movies you know so we we could realistically not see the character again but it you know she died in a way where she's you know not really dead because when somebody gets buried under rocks you know it's they're usually, i mean it happened in this movie yeah. someone was buried under rocks and he became a zombie <laughs> right exactly so uh you could get zombie wanda at some point but which is another what if reference. That's true. That's true. We did have that zombie Wanda. Um, but there was the very end of the movie where it says Doctor Strange will return. That was the last punch that I got. Uh, so then the question is. Wait a minute. Hold up. That was not why the punch happened. Oh, but was the punch because of. Uh, we were having a conversation and we will talk about the bin credit scene in a hot sec. Yeah. But like the, but the punch came because we oh, were yeah. chatting while we were waiting for the credits to f finish rolling. Yeah. And we're like, what if, what, what Christian, if? Christian said, what if th they don't do an end credit sequence that they make us sit here. And the last time I thought, and there is a mid credit and an end credit sequence, we have been well-trained everybody yeah. and they are not disappointing. But the only time that they didn't from my memory, please correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. I won't read it, but correct me. <laughs> um, uh, was in uh, far from home. Yeah, I think that they had like a, one a, of the Spider-Man movies. No, it was Far From Home. There was a trailer. For... There was a PSA from Captain America. Yeah, where he yeah. was just like, "Patience, this should be practiced." Are yeah. we done yet? Yeah, and that was that was really funny. Um, I like when they do funny credit sequences. Yeah, no, and no, that vein. Is yeah. So obviously, good. yeah, the cameo from Bruce Campbell, and then having him end the movie like it's over. That was. By I need to talk about that. But the punch came because usually they do the end credit sequence and then the will return. Yeah. And so they did the will return without doing the end credit sequence. That's I'm like, right. did you freaking yeah, yeah, call that? And then, and then we did. And then it did. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of also fourth wall breaks in this movie, which should uh, be talked about more on I'm, another I'm, podcast. I'm trying to think about, uh, just give me one. Bruce Campbell at the oh, end. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Wanda broke, breaks the fourth wall, and Strange breaks the fourth wall by oh. looking directly into the camera. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's yeah. not—it's not a. The, it's not a. Someone's right in front of me, and I'm talking to them because there are moments where Wanda is is directly in camera to talk to Strange, which is right behind camera. Yeah. But there are moments where it's like there's definitely. I mean, an acknowledgement. I'm surprised that John Krasinski didn't uh, look into the camera because he built a career on that. You know, he I mean, did. You know, so we could have gotten one of those you know but we didn't and yeah uh, but there are a few fourth wall breaks in the movie so if you didn't catch them yeah and you have any theories on why they decided a fourth wall please break let us know please let us know um and also i'm really into meta theming obviously the whole like you know choice of of a choice of versus fate uh and if you saw any that you wanted to talk about uh drop it in the chat or drop in my my dms yeah at Cornelable. at cornellable so let's talk about that uh, the mid credit scene, though. Uh, yeah. So at the very end of the movie, we see the third eye, which is something that we've seen before for Doctor Strange. Now, we had just read for Geekscape Book Club, we had just read uh, The Way of the Weird, which deals with, you know, sort of having that third eye. Uh, it's not something that we'd seen from this iteration before. Right. But, uh, you know, he has it. It's just usually not open. Uh, but then, uh, but the sad, 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 and paled strange had it. So yeah. it was, a, it was a nice little like, okay, it's not completely out of nowhere. Right. Exactly. So uh, let's, uh, so what are your thoughts for what we're going to see next after 
uh, he's he's approached and he's like, let's go, you know. So yeah, I also Marvel is now doing this thing where similar to the television shows, they're putting in a new superhero or a new call to call to adventure yeah. in script writing terms in like the very last moment. <laughs> they're like, you know, season finale, let's just put her there. Let's put him there. In mid credit scene, great. Let's put in Harry Styles and, you know, <laughs> let's, put, let's put in all these other characters, but not explain it at all. Um, I have no freaking idea and i actually i'm really happy for charlize i'm really glad she's in this she's joined the the mcu um i i honestly have no idea who she is do you i don't and this is me being like please don't yell at me internet no, this is me I, I, having other things was dressed i felt like i should know but um I'm not actually, yeah. I mean, this is the problem. I'm just not burst enough in think, the strange, in strange, I strange land. I think by the time everyone. What if he did Stranger in a Strange Land? <laughs> what if it was? What that? if it was Doctor Strange in a Strange Land? Doctor Strange in a Strange Land. That should be part three. Oh my God. Uh, by the time. I just we, did it. By the time we do subsequent conversations about this movie, I think we'll start to have a lot more theories. I didn't know. And I was just excited. And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. He's going to, you know. He's basically in in trouble now, and uh, I also like I, how the invisibility cloak was a hipster scarf. Oh yeah, that was nice. <laughs> it was a hipster scarf. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm very interested in people's reaction and seeing where it goes. I feel like I feel like Stephen Strange doesn't fit in for a little while. We know all the next batch of movies, the next like the mm -hmm. next year worth of movies. I'm not saying he can't be in them, but there's not really a good fit for him in. I mean, Quantum Mania, and I don't think Quantum Mania because it's inward. And I feel like the next Eternals is oh, where we're going to get okay. Stephen Strange. That would make sense, yeah. Um, because the what she did say, mystery, mystery Theron, uh, was uh, there was been an incursion, which we found about from Christine. Yes. So I can only assume that she's from that universe. Oh, the same one that that Christine was from. Yes, unless there are other multiverses that have come up with the same language that have come up with these, you know, the same kind of science. Um, but also why wouldn't these other universes, they're also aware of each other. They've numbered them, but why wouldn't they be aware of each other? Um, and why don't they talk to each other? If so, um, is there only that universe that is solving the incursion problem? Um, so I can only assume that based on the dialogue that was given to Charlize. Um, perhaps, this is the another iteration, unless Doctor Strange is going to be completely romantic partnerless, um, which I actually do appreciate that the romantic partners in future phases have been given more to do. And right. uh, Mighty Thor is going to be the next iteration of the romantic partner being given a leading hero role, which is really great. I, I do feel like Christine had a hero role in this one. And now we actually get someone who's a superhero saying, hey, there's an incursion. And you should help us out. Um, so, in theory, uh, Charlize Theron is playing Cleo. So, that would actually make oh, sense. Oh, so she's and going to be from the other universe. Okay, yeah, cool. And, and in an iteration of the character in the comics, he is married to Cleo at one point. So, yeah. You know, uh, so we can kind of see where this Cleo is from. Does she know a Stephen in whatever timeline she's from? Yeah, there's a lot of questions uh, that this raises, but I feel like we might not see him again until a third Doctor Strange movie because of the way that this was left. Right. You know, I mean, unless 
you're going to insert a story basically from between the end of the film when he has the third eye and then before that. I mean, you could, but then it gets it gets messy when you try to do that. So right. I feel like we won't see him for a few years. You know? Oh, God, that's yeah. going to be painful. But I feel like we'll see Reed Richards again before we uh, we see Stephen Strange. But I agree with that. Probably won't see Black Bolt, if I had to guess. I don't think so. I think that was a, a end of character for Black <laughs> Might Bolt. Might very well be. I but... mean, they already, Inhumans was supposed to be a film, and then yes. they canceled the film, and then they made it a TV show. And then people weren't happy. And then people weren't happy, and then they kind of did the, like, Jar Jar, they Jar Jar Binks'd Black Bolt a little bit, I yeah. think. They're just like, we're just going to, as opposed to, like, you hate this character, and we're going to make him the most important thing. It's yeah. We're just we're going to destroy him. We're just going to make him a, yeah, we'll make him a politician, <laughs> and then his head's going to explode, so... Uh, yeah, so uh, the idea that that is Clea is exciting, and uh, we'll see. But before we know it, Love and Thunder will be here, and then we've got before all those you know. <laughs> and uh, but of course, before that, it's Marvel. And as we're recording this, we just finished Moon Knight, so no shortage of uh, Marvel content. Uh, of, right. Of the things that are all coming up now that we've seen this, what do you think, Kate? You're most excited about it could be the next one but seeing uh, this movie again yeah i would i would, <laughs> i would like to see it again i i did i you know sometimes when you see press screenings depending on what it is it, the the action can be a little bit muted but this was not one of those rooms of press hey, can i tell them about the moment where the entire theater laughed at me and I oh had yeah, to, yeah yeah you I had to... To this on on our show oh my god on, it was really embarrassing yeah so i've never done this before because normally like i'm very excited in movies but i and i also love being in a theater the best part about going to to screenings this weekend is having the uh the visceral reaction and the fact that it's not theater the fact that the actors aren't there and we still have that visceral reaction like <laughs> yeah. that's what filmmaking is about and that's why we like these movies like i don't think i'll ever have another moment where like when a cat lifts the hammer like no. there's going to be no, there's not going to be a moment that tops that for me but challenge accepted um when uh and everyone was like cheering and there was like for every new everything but nice. during the moment the final hit of like are we not going to get an end credit sequence i definitely had a a, a a verbal reaction i expected more people to have a verbal reaction like a no or a Meh. um it didn't i was the only one and so the entire theater laughed at me and then definitely miss bruce campbell like punching punches himself like a couple of times yeah because i was just like oh god i became that person i became that person please don't look at me i'm not existing because it, that was the, just like hide like that, find a universe to crawl into that and was leave. the Doctor strange will return moment right? yeah <laughs> and i was just like are we not going to get an end credit sequence did i really just sit yeah, here I, after we talked about I jinxed it I you jinxed us, it yeah, it was my fault that there wasn't one I know. And then there was. Yeah. So well, I was just like, ah! well, uh, Kate, I'm glad that uh, you were able to come over and actually have this conversation. It's fine to do it over uh, StreamYard and on the computer, but the, the delay is always, you know, it's like, oh, I'm talking, oh, I'm talking. And uh, it's always fun to do this. And I'm glad you were able to join me now for the second of the uh, press screenings that we've gone to. You went to Black Widow with me, which that was the first movie I'd seen in like yeah. almost a year and a half. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even though, as as you know, you were third down on my list, but as I pointed out. I'll be third of 12. I'm third fine. Third of 12. You were third of 12. Yeah. I'm like top 25%. I'm like golden. Yeah. 
Eric has still never Eric Connor, who we do Marvel movie talk with, still hasn't been one with uh, with me. Jeff got to see Eric. Uh, you're next. Yeah, got to. So uh, hopefully for uh, well, Eric. Uh, sorry, Jeff got to see Eternals. Yeah. Eric has seen none of them yet. Uh, so maybe Love and Thunder is going to be his day, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to find out. I just am excited because I've been on Blackcast and Marvel movie talk for a little over a year now, and I'm wow, just really yeah. grateful um for this this family and this like interesting you know and and getting to i do talk to a a couple of you on 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 the grams um and it's just nice to be a part of your family christian and thank you for being so welcoming to me we have to thank happy cappy for even Uh, i feel like she's only excited for five seconds of this movie but those five seconds are gonna be great she's gonna be like i don't even remember the rest of the movie she's like the x-men 97 theme it's almost like you could nudge her like you could probably go home now yeah it's like it's great but yeah for her it might not uh she might not need any also for people who do like this sort of um multiversal um traverse the traversants between that watch everything everywhere all at once and i i have to give props to that movie because I do think that they did well for themselves by releasing before this movie, because I think people who were interested in it were, were curious about their take. It is an interesting take on how the multiverse could work. It's definitely not the Marvel take, but if you're interested in this type of story, they did it really, really well. And Michelle Yeoh's great in everything. Um, So, you know, you can't, you can't really go wrong. Uh, But if uh, people want to continue the conversation with you, I know we mentioned it earlier, but uh, where do they find you, Kate? And they can find me on the interwebs. They can find me in the the metaverse, Mm -hmm. as it were, at Instagram and TikTok at Cornellable. Continuing the conversation with our friend David Brody making his triumphant return. Hello, David. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Thank you so much for uh, coming back. And, uh, of course, listed as Third Eye Blind, the one, the only, semi-charmed, kind of Connor, Count Eric Connor. Hello, sir. Do, 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 do. And, of course, Jeff uh, was no spoilers the last time we saw him on Marvel Movie Talk. And now Jeff is uh, filled with spoilers. Uh, yeah. So. I've seen the movie twice, so we can talk about it. I, I nice. have also seen it twice. I, I spoiled it myself for the second time by seeing it the first time so i knew what was coming but uh first time was uh largely protected let's uh start with our guest uh david brody your thoughts on doctor strange and the multiverse of madness well first of all i'd like to be on this podcast enough times that i'm no longer a guest but i am honored to be a guest you're always going to be special you know oh, in multiple well, senses that's of the word they told that to my parents many years ago <laughs> Uh, no, I no, would lo- he's, he's he's on the special bus. <laughs> yes, I had the helmet and everything. <laughs> so I would like to start off by saying that my wife, who goes to all the movies, has seen them all, all the shows, loves Marvel, did not enjoy the movie. And we'll, we can talk more about that later as to why. Well, let me just interject for a moment. When uh, a, a friend of uh, ours who works at Disney and saw it like months ago mentioned that he was surprised at how much of a horror movie it was. My wife in that moment was like, well, I'm out. I don't need to see it. So my wife didn't yeah. even get to the point where she saw it. <laughs> so your wife saw it and felt like she didn't like this one. What was it that uh, your wife didn't like about it? Well, I think my wife enjoys the Marvel whimsy. Sure. And there wasn't a lot of whimsy. There wasn't a lot of humor. There wasn't a lot of inside jokes. And there was a lot of uh, Captain Carter's getting cut in half. So I think that was not what she expected. And not more importantly, not what she expected from a Marvel movie. 
So had she gone in knowing it was a slasher kind of film, or at least the way it was, maybe she would have been more prepared. Um, I think we all uh, have all seen worse, but in that context, she didn't enjoy it. It's not what she went to the movies for, is what she said to me. So, yeah, I mean, uh, after I went to the the screening of it that I had posted for, and I mentioned this in an earlier conversation, I had a friend from high school reach out that she was excited to take her eleven year old son to see it, and I'm like, all right, I just want you to know a couple things, and she's like, all right, he'll be fine because of what he, you know, what he's seen before, and I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna question your parenting skills, I guess, <laughs> but I'll just leave it at that. It's just a you know an Instagram direct message, so you know we'll just move on. But uh, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, that the level of which, you know, Sam Raimi has made plenty of movies that uh, don't have moments like this. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I was definitely surprised. Uh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed the movie on the whole, but uh, I didn't see a lot of that coming. And uh, we'll, we'll delve into some more of the minutiae. What did you think, uh, Eric? Had, uh, were you prepared? And you brought your sons, right? To see yes, this. I did. And you're so you're so upset that uh, you needed to uh, you need a moment with the tissue just to think back on the experience. You know, you beat, Co- you beat COVID just in time to actually go to the movies, and now it's got your back. Yeah, I know. In this multiverse, I ha- I guess maybe I have something. Uh, yeah, I. You no, know it's funny. It's like someone was like, "Oh, well, it's PG. Should it be PG thirteen? But I'm really, you know, a lot of horror films are PG thirteen. Like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, The Grudge, uh, The Ring, like modern horror over the past 20 years, most of it's PG-13. It's rare, in fact, when you get a mainstream R-rated horror. I mean, there's plenty of R-rated horror out there floating around Netflix and whatnot, but like in terms of ones that actually get a little bit of marketing muscle, like they tend to be PG-13. So I didn't find this, and again, you bring up the parenting it might just be my own flaw of having watched so many horror movies so young, so desensitized to it all, you know, driving, driving through New York at a young age, learning every filthy word you could over a CB radio. Like I, I'm a touch desensitized, but my kids were actually like, okay, like the younger guy, maybe a little nervous once or twice, but um, it, I mean, I think it was so fun seeing Sam Raimi kind of do Sam Raimi. Uh, it, and Christian, I'm going to quote you to you because I thought oh, you gave do. the most succinct sentence about this, which was he was the perfect guy to direct this movie. This is the type of movie Marvel should be doing right now or needs to be as that bridge between where it was and where it supposed, you know, it seemingly is going. And it was the perfect length. Uh, and, and I, which is not necessarily like a scream from the rooftop kind of praise, but, but I, I, I very much agreed with that. I, I loved seeing Sam Raimi's fingerprints all over this thing i love the fact that we had an evil dead reference there you know with specifically bruce campbell's own hand attacking him yeah i mean that gave me such unbridled joy because then for me as a parent i'm like cool this is my gateway to introducing my kids to evil dead maybe not this week but soon (laughs) soon enough Yeah. yeah my thoughts on the the running time were that there was concern that it was quote unquote, only two hours and four minutes or two hours and six minutes. And, uh, you know, we've gotten so used to movies being two and a half, two forty five. And in the case of Batman, you know, three hours. And I was like, we don't I, I'd like to turn the tide back closer to two. 
And uh, I don't think that I felt like the story was rushed in any way. I think that they spend the right amount of time for it. So, uh, Jeff, I know you spent so much time avoiding spoilers. Uh, you know, I think you you signed out of uh, any social media that you were on. Uh, you know, maybe you even actually like left the house without your phone a couple of times. Like that's how hardcore you were. Uh, did you feel like you were rewarded by avoiding all of the spoilers? Not at all. Not at all. Um, all I, I kind of knew. Was, I kind of knew that was your answer from what you posted. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. I wanted to lead all you I had there, to do yeah. was watch the the last, the final trailer um, to know ninety percent of the movie. Um, I just didn't know when it was going to happen. Uh, I told Christian, I was like, "So watching the trailer, we know that the Illuminati is going to be in here. We know that four. We know four of the six Illuminati, four of the seven, however many they had." are going to be in the in this and then we also know that wanda is if you can if you uh, there's context clues that wanda's a bad person in the trailer so like it was just too much given away in the trailer for me when i get into the theater literally everything plays out we get i we get to the illuminati i look at my clock it's an hour into the movie so we saw an hour into the movie in a trailer why deep down why was the illuminati there I just didn't have a reason. So um, there was there was like some story development um, issues for me as a big Wanda fan, as a big WandaVision fan. It just seemed like the director did not watch WandaVision. He came out and said he only saw key parts of WandaVision. I was told key parts. You could tell. It was just like it was very frustrating. But looking back just taking it in it was a fun movie because you got to see magic you got to see wanda you got to see new new characters and everything but like realistically this is supposed to be the um multiverse of madness we've been teased all the different possibilities literally in the trailer and they showed us four doctor stranges at most we saw more loki's in in the tv series so that, what you're like, saying so what you're saying is you wanted Alligator Doctor Strange. You feel like I you, got, you got <laughs> cheated out of Alligator Doctor Strange. Or, or at least Yorkshire Terrier Doctor Strange would have been interesting. <laughs> I mean, but like they, 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 teased, they teased the multiverse. They teased the, like the world that we could see, especially in What If. And then like we barely we didn't explore any other worlds. We went to we went to one other world for a couple minutes to go to the Illuminati and get caught. Like it just it just seemed very i mean it, the world was a lot smaller than what i thought when we were going into it and then even when we did go through the multiverses it was only 10 minutes 10 seconds longer than what we saw in the commercial in the trailer realistically so so you're that, saying you wanted to spend some more time in the in the paint multiverse you thought that that was the one to to, to <laughs> park least, in if we were going to do it just don't show me in the trailer like i felt no, like i, I knew know. everything that was going on yeah, but yeah. well i and I've said this before, I was uh, surprised that, you know, we understood the, that Wanda was going to be a big part of this, but I didn't expect Wanda to be the big bad in the movie. I didn't think that it was really going to be Doctor Strange versus Wanda. I, I, uh, you know, and so uh, when it basically when they're in that, you know, in that orchard and then all of a sudden it all turns red and you're like, and like from the rest of the movie, you're like, oh, wow. So I was legitimately surprised by that. Uh, because, you know, everything they showed us, you know, at the end of No Way Home, they show us that scene in the orchard and it's like, oh, OK, so, yeah, she's just kind of 
you know, doing the on, uh, you know, the like Walden Pond thing where she's, uh, you know, isolating so she doesn't use her magic. And then like, nah, it's just kidding. I'm going to go try and steal my kids <laughs> from somebody who looks like me. Uh, happy well, Mother's I'm, Day. I'm stealing your kids. <laughs> uh, to, to that point, though, I don't know where I don't know if, if it was a commercial or where, but I saw like this, the orchard turn red, like the, okay. um, when we yeah, like I saw that scene. I don't know if it was in a trailer, wherever it was. And I told somebody, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's the same exact scene where she's with Doctor Strange. Like, right. it looked like they were like, in this, so I knew something was like, that place was fake way before then. And I guess I didn't say it on here or something because like that kind of clicked for me. I was like, there's no way they're going to bring both these people in and have this villain that we don't know. They're probably teased nightmare. But like, so, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I, I yeah. definitely saw that ahead of time. No, you're just, just saying that I'm dumber. I'm dumber than you are, well, which is fine. No, but like, you know, it looks look, like Eric hasn't seen it. It looks no, like Eric I, hasn't I, seen it either. So, yeah, no, no I, I saw completely. It. Yeah, so David saw it. Oh. Yeah. So, go, go ahead, Eric. You go first. It's just, it's just me, but go ahead, Eric. No, it, it wasn't just you. I, I, I'll i join you on that stupid train then. Because, <laughs> truth be told, I, I did think Scarlet Witch would become the bad sure. as it went on, but her being the bad from the word go was that was a nice surprise actually and i so i i guess i didn't see that footage you're alluding to because although part of me was also like well where is she like because yeah. she's supposed to be on earth and previously she just sort of took a town in jersey and just made it look like it no wasn't in wherever she was was at the end of wandavision you know i mean she goes off somewhere by herself yeah, and right. I, don't, I don't yeah it's like nondescript somewhere you know, yeah, but, right. but the idea of like, well, but she's actually in like, I don't know, fiery charred hell. Like, I, I wasn't sure. Oh, in that maybe, sense, maybe so, that's that more Camden, Jersey. Yeah, so it's the very, it's very South Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you beat Philly. me to the punch there. Yeah, it's it's just north <laughs> of Cape May, so you know it gets nicer again. Right. Uh, so David, you uh, sort of felt that was coming. So, uh, what did you think about this idea of having Wanda be the big bad in comics? We have seen that a number of times, most notably House yeah. of M. But it, you know, it's certainly not the first time. But it's a, you know, the first time that we really saw one of our Avengers main characters, as Stephen referred to, you know, from the lunchbox, uh, actually take this kind of turn. So, how do you think that that played out over the two hours and six well, minutes? Well, I would like to comment on what Jeff said. You know, you saw the Captain Carter shield in the trailer. You saw almost everything in the movie, and I, we can address this later, but there were things in the trailer, which Marvel always does, that were not in the movie. So we can touch on that later. As far as Wanda being the evil, the bad, the big bad, it sort of felt Dark Phoenix to me. Like, it sort of felt like this has been done with a different female character. It was, it was more closely associated with the original X-Men 1983 Dark Phoenix saga, where I felt like, all right, she's going to kill everybody. We get it, you know, and then how are they going to kill her? Or are they going to, she going to like revert to goodness again at the end? It, it didn't seem justified. Like I understand the book possessed her a little bit, but she's killing against who she normally is. She's killing hundreds of people with no thought because she wants to be able to get medicine to her kids someday. Like she had the ability to take the kids, but yeah. she wanted, she wanted America's power just for that extra like gravy on top. I want to be able to get medicine if they get sick. They're six years old. Like you're worried about them getting sick. You're killing hundreds of people because your kids might get a, might get an illness 30 years from now. You have magic. I'm sure you can cure cancer with magic. It didn't, the whole thing seemed a little convoluted to me and out of character for her. And it's, I think we all went into the movie thinking, uh, watch what if, because you're going to have to see Supreme, Strange Supreme, Sinister Strange, 
And when he says it all just got a little out of hand, that wasn't even in the movie. That scene, the whole thing was a mislead. Whereas normally Marvel will put in scenes that are a little misleading. They'll, they'll edit people out of scenes. So not to give away the punchline, but this was completely like not what you thought. And, and I think it was to Eric's point about the, what the Illuminati, one of you guys said that it was just very coincidental that of all the places America took, took him randomly was the only universe that had an Illuminati that killed their own Dr. Strange and would put him on trial for no reason other than he was Dr. Strange. It was like Loki where they were capturing Lokis simply because they were Lokis like 616 Dr. Strange hadn't done anything. And had they landed in the, um, in the film noir multiverse, which we saw for a split second or the paint, any one of those multiverses, there's no Illuminati, no plot. It was a completely different movie. Well, I, I'll just interject, and I'll let you go in a second, Jeff. It's just I, that may be the only uh, universe where they would have been able to get their hands on the book of Vishanti. I'm not saying that it isn't a, you know, it isn't a little far fetched and surprising, but it, that might be the justification. Is that you know they were able to actually get it there? Uh, so and and maybe just nowhere else had you know because we know in in most of the universes he hadn't even found it. So that could be what it was. What were you going to say, Jeff? Who broke, who broke the multiverse? Because I feel like I still don't know. Because, like, was it, it wasn't Wanda, because all she did was, like, generate kids. And then, like, it wasn't, I mean, I guess I thought it was Sylvie and Loki. Yeah. But they didn't bring them up in the movie at all. Even yeah. though Even though Kevin Feige, unless I missed something, even though Kevin Feige said something on the red carpet about how they, they broke it. Yep. Nothing came to fruition. And and like even at on the trial, I was like, did he break it? Did he not? Like I was still kind of confused at like who actually broke it because all these things happened at once. I think I can partially answer that. Sure, go ahead. Uh, okay. there's, there's two problems with that, Jeff. One is okay. that Spider-Man was supposed to take place after Doctor Strange. Right. Right. And and so this yeah. is why Doctor Strange never referenced Spider-Man. Because he could have said like, "Oh, I did that because I split the the multiverse with the and, spell." Right? Well, he's a, he, they, do, they do explain Spider Man. <laughs> it was like America. a passing reference, though. Right? Yeah, it was a very, very, like, right, they, they added it in. Yeah. I, the Kevin okay. Feige thing wasn't who who split the multiverse. It was that by killing He Who Remains, it allowed the multiverse to become the multiverse, and it allowed yeah. Doctor Strange's spell with Spider Man to do what it did. In other words, yeah. that would have been pruned. Gotcha. That would have been pruned immediately by the by the by the Tom variants, uh, the TVA, but yep. it wasn't because Sylvie and Loki killed he or Sylvie killed he who remains, allowing this sort of mayhem to happen. But I think it was because of incursions that the multiverse is start like planets are starting to crash into each other, mm-hmm. and we can get into incursions and what's and what how that leads to secret war at some secret wars at some point. But I think that's what caused the problem okay. was incursions, not strange. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if you have enough incursions, you could actually create a crisis on infinite Earths. But uh, boy, that's uh, not really something that they can do. That's not a story that they're able to tell. Uh, but uh, that that is actually what I started thinking. What were you going to say, Eric? Yeah, it, I, I'm I'm still surprised. And, and listen, we know it, it's common knowledge they had to reshuffle so much. Like, yeah. wasn't this supposed to at some point be set before Wandavision? Mm, I, I think you know I don't know because uh, no, this was the sequel. 
Yeah. Sorry. Now, the, you, so yeah, what the original plan was, this was going to come out like a month after WandaVision. That's actually okay. what the time frame was. Uh, there were multiple release dates. I'll, I'll but, find this. Yeah. I, I found this great interview with Sam Raimi where they talked about how much they had to rewrite based on the reshuffling mm -hmm. of the uh, releases. And, right. you know, so in essence, and also too, he came in, as we know, kind of late in the game because Scott Derrickson dropped out, uh, yeah. you know, the Illuminati moment. I, I did want to bring up though. Cause I mean, listen, seeing Krasinski pop up as Reed Richards, like it's funny, like in the audience I was at people freaked out a little bit on that. But then when Patrick Stewart came out, everyone went insane which was confusing to me because we all kind of knew that one, but John Krasinski getting sort of maybe announced as Reed Richards, that, that to me was like a game changer. But my issue with that scene, even though I'm so excited for the possibilities in that room, it was, it, I, I found it to be like writing wise and like, and now ladies and gentlemen, the Illuminati, it, it's like the most uh, uh, unstylish, unpoetic way to introduce new characters is literally all of them are being introduced. That was like comic book or cartoon writing from like the Super Friends, where literally it's introductions of characters as introductions, as opposed to a, a one I thought was great was Daredevil in Spider-Man, yeah. where he's in the room, he's his lawyer, and then you have that great moment of him catching the brick with his hand, you know? So I, I found mm -hmm. like the Illuminati, it was such a, uh, unelegant way to introduce them. I did like killing them all. I think there's something kind of funny about that, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I found that moment just felt like here's an exposition dump. Right. And, and, and I mentioned Marvel this writers before. are better than that. I mentioned this before, but uh, the fact that uh, they still used Anson Mount as Black Bolt was great because uh, yes. we know that the Inhuman series was not well received, and uh, we also talked about how that was a that was a good week for Anson Mount because the yeah. same week that uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds premiered, uh, he shows up in this big Marvel movie. Uh, as, as gruesome as the deaths were, I think to me that was the most horrifying. <laughs> was the Black yeah, Bolt losing his mouth and? I would also put that that's one of the great movie deaths I I, I think we've ever seen. <laughs> like I, I've seen a lot of them. I that yeah. one is like it's clever. I mean, it was the audience's reaction was brilliant. Like the, it was like, oh so, the best good. part about it is it was set up. He's like, Oh, Reed Richards, the smartest man in the world. Um, and then he's like, Wanda, he has a mouth. He literally just gave away the way that like Wanda <laughs> Could could get uh get through this like uh get away from Black Bolt and I'm like he ain't that smart. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was kind of funny how they played onto that. Yeah, no, and uh, both uh, audiences I saw were surprised by everything. And uh, as I mentioned when I did uh, an earlier conversation with our friend Kate. That is the uh, thing that our mutual friend, Michael Shirley texted me was the TMZ article that says John Krasinski's in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Aww. It's the second thing that he's spoiled in a Marvel movie uh, for me, mm. uh, trying to be helpful uh, according to him. And uh, you know, because there's only really one person he could be playing. Uh, it didn't, it didn't make the scene not enjoyable. It just made it uh, not surprising uh, before we delve back into the movie. Kemi Egan has a great point. Uh, do you think John Krasinski is definitely going to be our Mr. Fantastic in or in the film just for fan service? I don't think it's definite. I do think it's very likely that uh, we could see him. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that uh, this is the sort of property that he's probably wanted to be associated for a while. But, yeah, we might get someone else. You know what we didn't get. There were rumors that we were going to see like 
Tom Cruise as an alternate Sorcerer Supreme or an alternate Stephen Strange. You know, there was a lot of like rumored cameos that didn't happen. So uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the way it is, I I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. But also, the door's open. They can have anybody that uh, that they would like to play. Maybe the guy from the from the Roger Corman version. That would be fine too. I mean, it's only been about would, thirty years. He's a four. Wouldn't ahead, it be definitely. weird? Wouldn't it be weird though? Like if some of the Illuminati is the same people and then some aren't because it's not like we're going to have professor X um, throughout, throughout the rest of the MCU as in like oh. um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, watching what watch, watching him trudge through star Trek Picard. I don't, I don't know how much more in front of the camera he has. I hope he lives a long, healthy life. It's just, I think that uh, we probably won't see him as professor Xavier so, much. Go ahead, fin- uh, finish your thoughts. No, Jeff, I mean, sorry. so to, so to that point, so it's like you would assume that all the Illuminati are just different characters, and we're going to see a different iteration of them in our MCU, as in Captain Marvel, as in um, I'm assuming a different Black Bolt, but you never know. But like they also never introduce how these characters can be in the MCU. We still don't know how mutants can come around. We still haven't seen a Fantastic Four or uh, Inhumans yet. So it's like these are just beings that we don't know about i guess yeah well david you were shaking your head earlier so go ahead yeah well a couple of things I, uh, tom cruise was supposed to be iron man if I can oh, make okay that, you know what you're right that that is what it was i forgot yeah yeah, yeah. so I, I i was disappointed that there weren't like when they went through the multiverses like for 10 seconds as jeff as jeff said uh boom 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 boom, boom. i would have liked to have seen Deadpool in the background, you know, I would have liked yeah. to have seen some explanation. Now you had said crisis on infinite earths. The direct correlation to that in Marvel is secret wars, not yeah. the one from the eighties, but the one that was from 2015. And, and if, if you've read it, what happens there is that there's an incursion and a lot of different universes collide. Uh, Dr. Doom has a, uh, formed something called a battle planet where all of the heroes from all, a bunch of different multiverses fight. And then it collapses on itself. And then they take the best of a bunch of universes and make it one final universe. So I'm not saying they're going to go. You know, I I only read the real secret wars, the one from the eighties. So that literally is crisis on infinite earths. Right. They literally took that story and turned it into secret. Right. Okay. You, you read the beyonder version, which is the secret wars, one secret wars two. Yeah. But then they did another one. And well, I'm just going to interrupt. We don't talk about secret wars two. Okay. Except for his suit. His all white suit was pretty. Just his mullet, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Secret Wars two was pretty bad. I do have about twenty copies of. uh, I think it's Secret Wars seven or eight, eight maybe, which was the first appearance of Venom. So I'm I'm thankful I got a lot of those. Yes, well, yes, yes, absolutely. Good job. Um, And I was happy to see the Scarlet Scarab appear in Moon Knight because I have the Invaders issue that Scarlet Scarab was in. So very nice. There you go. Uh, And so. If it plays out, the way it would play out is that Strange and Clea, who, by the way, they, they should have said, hi, I'm Clea. Yeah. You created a rift. Instead, they're like, hi, I'm someone who looks like it could be Psylocke or or Polaris. I could be anybody. Come with me. And he's like, okay, I don't know your name, but, you know. Or or she could have even been her character from Atomic Blonde, you know. Or, yes. or Monster. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, she wasn't her character from Monster. Let's be honest. So, so <laughs> Strange and Clea go Thankfully. to fight incursions. Yeah. And that leads to incursions that lead to the next Endgame type movie, which is Secret Wars. Yeah. And yeah. that will create the mutants being able to come in and the Fantastic Four being able to come in because they'll have fought on the planet and they will get sucked up the same way uh, 
Crisis on Infinite Earths did, where they they picked and choose chose the the people they wanted. So I think do, that that was the way they're going to explain it down the road, maybe. David, do you think we definitely wouldn't see John Krasinski as Reed Richards, or do you think that uh, that it's sort of like even money at this point? It's going to just depend on whoever the new director yeah. is. That's not well, John Watt wants to he, cast. He could be the new director. I, agree. I, I think I John think Krasinski. Already, yeah. I think he's already shown okay. interest in doing that, and I think they've shown interest. I think of all the Illuminati, he was the weakest in terms of his his, his costume or his uniform was kind of weak looking. It looked like it was Play-Doh. And I, <laughs> I, I didn't like the beard. It was like he had the beard for a different movie and didn't want to shave it for five minutes of this movie. Yeah, no, it's like it's like Jack Ryan has a beard for some reason. So yeah, and Reed Richards. yeah. Now, Reed Richards currently in the comics does have a beard. So I'm like, okay. all right, I guess that's why. Um, before we, again, before we delve back in, just uh, Daniel always uh, bringing us information that I wasn't aware of. And so Daniel says that he read somewhere that 40 to 45 minutes of stuff were cut. So there are extensive deleted scenes we'll see. So Jeff, that might be all the stuff that's not in the trailer. <laughs> so that they were just like, uh, no, no, that's not in the trailer. We don't need it. That's not in the trailer. We don't need it. That's not in the, the Jeff trailer. Williams cut is coming out. I understand. Yeah. Uh, cool. cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'll review that later. (laughs) Yeah, let's uh, let's take a moment, though, to talk about a character that we get to meet right away who I thought was fantastic. And Jeff, let me know what you think of uh, America Chavez. I believe her name is Sochi Gomez, but her name starts with an X. So I'm really bad at pronouncing uh, words that are in English. So I hope I'm saying her name right. But uh, what did you think of America Chavez, Jeff? Uh, I, I, I believe you're correct as well. I've watched interviews with her and I think yeah. that's how she's pronouncing it as well. Um, I, I enjoyed her character. I thought it was really cool. I thought it was like, um, I don't know who said this, but, um, it was like, um, Tom Holland or Spider-Man in coming into Civil War. It was just something fresh. It was something new, especially to go, um, go, to bounce off of, um, Dr. Strange and Wong's seriousness, even though they have a certain banter having a little kid, uh, having a, a teenager um, kind of join them in a sense and also know more than them in the multiverse was kind of cool. Um, again, her story should have been more developed. They, they, they picked their pieces to, to check some boxes, but um, it is what it is. And I think her, her powers were cool as soon as like, especially like to see, to see at the end how she was like punching stars into um, Wanda and then she like started to know exactly what she could do and stuff. So I, I, I really enjoyed her character in this movie. Yeah, I, I, I'm familiar in just in passing with the character. I haven't read anything that she's in, but I knew that uh, she's somebody that was going to be in this movie. So I thought it was uh, great to see. And yeah, I mean, there was so much going on with Steven and his backstory and all of that, that uh, I think that they, they gave us enough, uh, unless of course you're, going to be watching the Chinese cut of this movie where uh, there will be no reference to her having two moms. So I'm just assuming oh, that that whole part won't be in there. You know, the, or no, no, the, they'll, they'll dub it. It'll just be my mom and her friend. Yeah, or, uh, or my aunt. <laughs> yeah, that's my true. Aunties. Yeah. But yeah. my, yeah, it's true. Maybe she'll just say, yeah, like my two, my two aunts, you know, and, and that's the, but uh, that's, that's the big change uh, that. Is so when we like saw that, little- when we saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, this is this is the part that uh, that's uh, not gonna." You know, or they'll just tell you that in in Spanish, mis madres means, yeah, my mom and her friend she goes yeah. bowling with. My mom yeah. and her friend. 
<laughs> it's a good thing Wanda didn't have three kids and have to cut one of the kids out for China, you know? <laughs> That's a great exactly. Point. That's so an excellent point. They replace ahead, him with a potted plant in every shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> were they were were they trying to say that that she's part of the LGBTQ two Q community as well because of the flag on her chest? Is well, that she like has the, the flag. Yeah. I mean, I think that uh, or did you know, I, I mean did she I, has did I miss she like, has the two moms, you know. Her, so yeah, I, you know what? I don't know. That's like, a good question. Are they gonna digitally you know, alter the pin. I didn't like, even think about that. I just figured that the scene with her moms is what they would cut I out. Mean, but I, but what, I actually don't know. Was there any dialogue to say that she was lesbian though? Or like, no, no. Okay. Mm, That's what no. I was. Okay. Just wondering. No, no, there wasn't, there wasn't anything on those lines, uh, but uh, David, give us your thoughts on America. And, and of course, uh, so she Gomez who plays. Her. Well, I would think maybe China leaves in the scene. Cause then they could say America has lesbian parents. <laughs> That's and fair. that would be tr- that would be truthful because her name's America. Uh, I liked her. I thought I thought I thought the actress was great. I would like to have seen more of her. I, yeah. I know originally she was going to be in Spider Man, and you know whether that was going to take place before or after this movie, I, I don't know. Um, I, I did correct. Now, help me out here with this scene with America. So we learn that Scarlet Witch somehow brings her into our universe, right? She has the uh, chaos magic monster kill uh, Defender Strange, yeah. and then sh- she teleports. Or um, is forced to teleport to our world for Wanda, right? Wanda brings her here. Wanda, the most powerful being in the universe. Why does Wanda bring her a block away from a wedding that Stephen Strange is at when she just killed Doctor Strange and then brings her to the universe right outside the wedding where Doctor Strange in this universe is? I, I love so, glaring plot holes, but I don't I don't think she brought her there because what they yes. say at the end, you know, the you've had the ability to go home all along, Dorothy. Right. You know, that moment where it's like you always brought your you always brought us where we needed to go, which that then goes back to like why, you know, why did they go to where they would have to go on trial with the Illuminati? But yeah, I, I think that she brought herself there because in you know, but I, I know I yeah, I mean the I thought that they at least addressed the fact that Wanda didn't want it to look like she was trying to steal her powers. And that's why they use the monsters. And I'm like, it's not a great explanation, but it's at least you took the time to tell us why. And there was a couple of those moments in the movie where I was like, you know, sometimes just, just tell us something. And if it doesn't add up, at least you tried. What were you going to say, Eric? Yeah. Well, I I was going to say, you know, it it does feel like, America did drive more of her journey than it first seemed. And in fact, that was one of my, I think, issues initially with her. And, and again, I think character's great, actor, really cool. Um, and uh, something that comes up a lot here, the Young Avengers. I mean, we have so many pieces of the Young Avengers now that, yeah, like, honestly, it's like, it's all they have to say is go and we've got them. Uh, but I, I thought for a while there, her character it was just a little bit too, like, you know, always seem to be just sort of like luggage kind of being carried from scene to scene. But then towards the end, you begin to realize, yeah, like maybe she did drive more of the narrative than it initially seemed. Uh, so I, I, if anything, I was just kind of hoping maybe they could have let her, her arc not be so backloaded where you had the power all along. And then one scene like, Oh, cool. I could do all this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think there could have been a little bit more of a ramp up to that. That's fair. Uh, Eric, I know you've got about 10 minutes left, so I want you to steer uh, this next portion of the conversation to things that uh, really stood out the most to you, things that uh, you enjoyed the most or or complaints, you know, big, big thoughts from Eric Connor, which uh, that should be its own podcast. Big thoughts from Eric Connor. 
Come yeah, soon. If there's, if there's the a bad network <laughs> that could fill a thimble, basically. Yeah, <laughs> big thoughts for me. You know, I'm. I thought the middle in this thing, for instance, like dragged a little bit. Where I was like, okay, but then it it perpetually surprised me. Like, uh, you know, bringing in John Krasinski and only to kill him. That was fun. Yeah. You know, uh, the fight scene that was basically the greatest weapon of all is Danny Elfman. We're using his music as we weaponizing notes. I'm like, yeah. all right, I haven't seen that. And, you know, when I, I agreed with uh, David's wife uh, that it, it missed maybe some of the humor and some of the whimsy, I think is how you put it. And, and, and so I thought like those moments that had a bit of whimsy always appreciated the thing Marvel's figured out much better than DC let the wedding when he turned water into wine and he goes, oh, sorry, is that a little on the nose? I mean, that's really clever, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, just sort of now we've had two consecutive movies where we go to the well of just where do Spider-Man's webs come from? Yeah. And, oh, I love uh, that. Line. I, I, but I thought that that was actually really funny because it's yeah. like, do they come out of his butt? And he's like, he's like, no, actually, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> the, 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 I hope not was the one that actually yeah, made me laugh. And I didn't even great. hear it the first, the first time I saw it because people were laughing. Uh, uh Yeah. But so, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, though. Great. A little bit more of that would go a long way. So it could have used a bit more. Um, I mean, I love his relationship with Wong. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the great relationships in all of MCU. So I, I was nervous Wong wasn't making out of this film. Um, but I was glad. It, although I, I thought less of that when he popped up in Shang-Chi. Shang but uh, yeah. I, I think like he he has become such a such a you know the colson uh right uh role like that guy who is in some ways an everyman even though he is sorcerer supreme yeah i and i and again overall i think this maybe falls in the middle of the pack with mcu but i i do think having a sam raimi letting sam raimi be sam raimi i thought was great you know that moment you described earlier where they're jumping from dimension to dimension you know multiverse to multiverse which felt like that moment in um inside out we're like, oh, no, oh, we're yeah. going 2D. Um, mm. I, I That moment was so amazing to me. And it was like, yeah, we've seen stuff like that done before. But the fact that that shot kept going and going and going far past the moment you think they would yell cut, you know, I thought was really not yell cut, but they'd throw an edit in there. I, I, I just it, it surprised me enough as it went on that it really did grab me. I, I enjoyed this movie. I know it's got its haters, but I ain't one of them. Yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. Sort of the, the look. There's a backlash to everything at this point. There's and there's backlashes to backlash. But uh, I mean, I when I saw the movie, I was like, I don't know what there is to really not be happy about in terms of advancing the story. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's certainly not perfect, Jeff. I think that uh, your biggest complaint was that you had seen the stuff, but it seems like your feeling is that a lot of the stuff in there is still cool. You just wish that they hadn't shown you so much of it, right? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Seeing Wanda destroy uh, Kamataj is is was my favorite. Is my favorite. I could watch that all over again. Her um, sneaking behind the dude's um, head and like yeah. whispering in his ear. Seeing like the the original Scarlet Witch that we that or Wanda that we saw um, fight the Avengers. I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, my my stripes with this uh with this movie are kind of nitpicky but i mean it's because we care so much about what i care so much about wanda's storyline it's like there's there's parts and pieces but it's also like there there's things that happen they had to work around it but like to hear the hear to, to hear the director say that he hasn't seen a lot of wanda vision 
and then see it play out. Those are those are the frustration points with me. Um, but yeah, as a, as a whole, I enjoyed the movie for sure. I just would have liked them to explore the multiverse the same way they did in Endgame when they went back when they went to collect the stones, where we actually saw different scenes, even if it was quicker. Just with like random characters, I felt like that could have been a way to explore the multiverse. That's all I was saying. That that makes sense. So, all right, so Eric, what is this uh, Sam Raimi WandaVision quote that uh, you were looking for mentally before, but uh... I've been found physically. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so this was from uh, the newest Rolling Stone because uh, yes, I'm one of those schmucks who still subscribes to magazines. Well, I mean, <laughs> the fact that you subscribe to Rolling Stone just doubles down what a schmuck you are. But let's finish. Oh, oh we know this. <laughs> <laughs> what? WandaVision was supposed to come after this movie, which shifted some of the story and continuity, how these changes work. So that was from the interviewer. And Sam Raimi said, I'm not really sure that what the WandaVision schedule was or how it changed. I just know that halfway or three quarters into the film or into the writing process, I'd first heard of this show they were doing and that we would have to follow it. Therefore, we had to really study what WandaVision was doing so we could have a proper through line and character growth dynamics. So, it, so it's, it's really only like, more confusing, honestly, well, when you hear well, that what quote. It, the takeaway there is that he wasn't able to watch it because it wasn't done. So, yeah, yeah, okay, that you makes know, sense. But, yeah. but, you know, that's the still... For that, at least. Yeah. And my bl- and I don't blame him. And I, I, blame, I blame Marvel and Kevin Feige more than I blame um, Sam Raimi in that sense. This is his movie, but, like, if you're supposed to connect to a greater world... You have to tell him what the greater world is. That's that's where my that's all I'm saying. Uh, and I, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, Danny Elfman and uh, Ghost A386 uh, points out the music duel Bach and Wagner. Uh, Wagner, I think, is how you say that. At least I yeah. caught myself uh, during their battle. Pieces from Bach and Wagner can be heard throughout yeah. Elfman's musical score for Doctor Strange too. Throughout throughout the entire thing. No, no, it wasn't Wagner. It wasn't Wagner. It was Jack Wagner. Uh, Steve, when I read it originally, I thought it was Kip Winger. So I, I'm just uh, all over the place. I thought well, it was Eric... Mark Wahlberg. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> there are good vibrations throughout the entire movie. That's it, yeah. Well, oh, Eric, I know you have to go. Uh, and what better way to go on that note than feel it, feel it. Uh, so, Eric, where can people find you and your own personal funky bunch? Well, as Jack Wagner once sang many years ago in General Hospital, the four of you plus uh, Caitlin and Michael and all you readers and listeners, whatever, you're all I need. Uh, and <laughs> that in a little more time. So uh, if you want a little more time with me, Ken Eric Connor over at Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, thank Miss you. you already. To, uh, yeah. To count Eric Connor. Uh, so, uh, but sort of a, you know, similar questions for both of you. What are the, the big things uh, that your big observations, David, from the movie? It seems like in general, uh, you are, you're happy with it, but uh, you know, I, I think that uh, topping Spider-Man was going to be out of the question, but uh, do you feel like, typically you're happy with the way that the film turned out were you just hoping for more in terms of length in terms of depth what uh what's your overall thoughts on the film david well i enjoyed it i enjoyed it like a, a seven and a half eight whereas i okay. normally leave i normally leave a marvel movie thinking i can't wait to own this this is the greatest thing i've ever watched because you have um uh recent bias right where you go oh that's the greatest thing i've seen yeah. all i could think of was well it was better than the eternals <laughs> right. I, 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 I was trying to, I was thinking about the scenes and what I like, what I didn't like. And I, I think I was left like Jeff where 
the trailer had, let's say, 20 pounds of stuff, right? And so I was expecting 70 pounds of stuff because I've seen 20 pounds. And what I got was like 26 pounds. I got a little more than the trailer, but I didn't get this epic thing, which, you know, this is, they did a thing on Twitter over the weekend where they rated the, um, uh, what is it? The, the fourth, um, um, phase four, phase phase four, four, right. Phase four. They rated the phase four movies and a lot of people rated black widow and eternals above this movie, which I thought was harsh because eternals (laughs) was terrible in comparison to most Marvel movies and black widow was okay. But if people really thought those were better than, than this movie, that's a, that's, that's unfortunate. Because uh, you know th- this was better than those. I would say, yeah. I mean, and and I'm on the record that there were a lot of things about Eternals that I liked, but it, this is certainly better than it. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, Black Widow. It's like it's a good story, but it like the problem was always it came like six years too late. Like the point in the timeline it was set is when that movie should have come out, and it's almost like you feel like it's a movie that it's like a Marvel movie that we all didn't like we forgot it came out and you came across it and you're like, Oh, well this fills in some answers, I guess. And uh, why is the new black widow better than the old one? But what were you going to say, Jeff? I, I don't have it above. I, I filled it out as well. I don't have it above um, Dr. Strange, but black widow pretty much checked off every box an MCU fan would want. Like the action was there. Sure. The comedy was there new characters were there like it it hit the box of the generic yeah. mcu films what you want so like that's why i could see people saying okay it did what i wanted it to do and dr strange i was sold on something and it didn't do what i was were like you know, so i see what people are getting at but like i mean you, you can't really put it it's just not the same even right. even though dr strange 2 didn't live up to what we what i assumed it was going to be because they promoted the possibilities all in my head. So it might be on me, but um, I'm, I'm with David. Like I have a 7.5 um, uh, when I watch that movie. Yeah, but also, I mean, that's a, that's a great rating. Not everything is going to be the best 100%. thing. And then for you, Jeff, it just passes the litmus test that it's not Morbius and it's not Venom 2. So right there, it's already going to be great. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if it was, if it was even remotely close to those, I would, I don't know if I would do the review because I don't want to talk that bad about Marvel movie like that. I could talk bad about a Sony movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but, no, um, everybody, everybody's here to talk bad about Sony movies when they come out. You know? <laughs> just I, I'm like mentally, Never. I'm preparing what I, I, I've, I've already got such a bias against the Craven the Hunter movie that uh, you know, and it's it, they're not even done filming it yet. So I know, I know it's exactly helpful. what you're saying. Yeah, but uh, but David, yeah, to your point not everything you see is going to be the best thing ever. Like, you know, different universe. But when people said that they thought that the new Batman movie was the best Batman movie, I'm like, I mean, if you feel that way, sure. Maybe it's so long you forgot the other ones, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we just had three great ones from Christopher Nolan. So you're saying this is better than all of them. And that's fine. It's everybody's opinion. But yeah, usually the newest Marvel movie is the best Marvel movie. And I mean, I don't, I don't think that that's really been true for phase four. You know, I think like, you know, Endgame was kind of the time where it was like, all right, this actually did top everything. And I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed all of the, everything that's come after it, 
but I don't compare it to that. And I don't compare, I wasn't comparing this to Spider-Man expecting to enjoy it on that level, you know? Um, but do you uh, go ahead, Jeff? What, what movie coming up do you think is going to be the best movie in the MCU thus far? Because we have uh, Guardians we have Thor. 3. I think Guardians 3 okay. is going to be really good. Uh, there's and, yep. and James Gunn has referenced a few times that there's someone in it that we still don't know, that we as an audience still don't know. There's like pictures from behind the scenes that he had. He's like, I, I wanted to post this picture with uh, Zoe Saldana, but there's an actor in the picture with her uh, that I can't sh- You know what I mean? So there's something, there's something surprising in there. And yeah. I would just love it if we don't know what that surprise is until, you know, mm-hmm. it could be who's playing Adam Warlock. I mean, it could be so many different, or it could just be a character we already know. Um, I think, I don't know. I, I don't like look at what's coming and, you know, look, yeah, you can put in order of like what I'm excited about. And I think the Marvels is probably what I'm the least excited for, but uh, it's also got the potential. I mean, if it's going to have Carol and it's going to, it's going to have Kamala Khan and it's going to have Monica, you know, I, it potentially could be great. It's just, you mm-hmm. look at what's coming and I feel like, you know, I know what I'm excited for. You know, and Guardians to me it seems like it's gonna. You're talking about checking all the boxes. I think Guardians gonna yep. check off all the boxes. Um, but it's a, it's a good point. What about you, David? What are you? Is there something that you're looking the most forward to? And then also the reverse of that. Is there something that you're like, oh boy, we got to sit through something? <laughs> you know? uh, I I would agree with you on Guardians unless Sam Raimi directs it uh, or has any impact, and then Groot starts decapitating people. Yeah, I. You like, know what? Maybe there's gonna be there's gonna be a a, a second unit reshoots. It's uh, right. just Sam Raimi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if Guardians is Guardians, and it's because Thor is in Guardians, so I love that. And yeah. whether it's uh, Adam Warlock or Nova, I mean Nova's been they're gonna he's gonna have his own movie at some point. Yeah, and he he wasn't in the Nova Corps when they wiped out Nova Corps, so he's he's due. So I feel like that's a a, a high level character that that would make a, an impact. So. I think Thor will be interesting. I think um, the uh, I think it's Gore, the God, the God Killer, is the villain yeah. in that. Yeah. I think that's going to be great. I think we're going to eventually, once Thor gets over his melodramatic bullshit, that he will eventually be like the God of Thunder by the end of the movie. Hopefully, it doesn't take the whole movie for that to happen. Um, but I think I think Guardians, because of the ensemble cast, because of the humor, and because it's at least it's the last one with Drax that we know of. I think it's going to be an epic film you know spanning the, the universe and i think there's a there's a lot more opportunity there that i think it'll be the movie we wanted this year you know like right now with doctor strange i think that's the movie to look forward to the marvels i think i'm more excited about iron wars yeah right if i had to guess or the um what, what's the scroll one is it the um, oh, secret invasion secret oh, invasion, secret invasion. Yeah. i'm excited about that because we may see that Certain characters we thought were were not scrolls are scrolls. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there. But yeah, the the Marvels. Listen, I'm I'm still loyal to the original Captain Marvel, Marvel that they right. they killed with the, they gave cancer to. Uh, and I who who doesn't miss Ms. Marvel in the skirt with the sash? I mean, the fact that you you know she had the sad. Well, yeah. So there's that one, but then there's her original costume where you could see her belly button. That yeah. is that's the most right. 70s. Yeah, the, the bikini one, bottom. The blue one, which is the one that the current is, it's close enough to what the current Ms. Marvel wears. Uh, that's actually, that's a, a much better uh, costume, you know, at least functional. But yeah, the fact that they were like, oh, she's, she's Ms. Marvel. 
and you know, uh, and it's like empowering, but, uh, take a look at those abs, you know? Right. So. It was, it was, it was still a, a female offshoot of like She-Hulk and Spider-Woman. And yeah, it was still a female offshoot, but they missed her. And so that, like you said, it was empowerment, which is confusing for the new one because she spells it Miz, but they pronounce it miss. Correct. Uh, you know what? I, I didn't actually think about that. I think, I think you might be right though. That think, that, that might be how I they think it's it. Miss. Yeah. It's yeah. Miss, but it's spelled Miz. Yeah. So, th- so they empowered her, but then they depowered the word. Yeah. So. Well, look, the, the timing for Ms. you know, I mean, look, we had Ms. Pac-Man, you know, so like that, that's that's a very specific moment in time. Not that Ms. still isn't a thing. Never got and, to see uh, her abs, though. Yeah. But for our visual audience, this is what we're talking about. This is the uh, the original. Uh, this isn't the first appearance of Carol Danvers. This is the first appearance of her as Ms. Marvel, right. though. Correct. Uh, she was she like worked security at, at the you know, the military base. Um, but yeah, this was a, and you know, her, her backstory that she like worked at the, the magazine for the daily bugle. It was just like, all right, clearly you got to do a little bit more time on that. And uh, I believe Jerry Conway uh, wrote the initial run. And then uh, Chris Claremont writer wrote it right up until the end when it got canceled. So uh, they, they did what they could with that. But anyway, um, I think in general, I'm, I'm happy with Dr. Strange. I went to go see it again because I walked out of it. Like I enjoyed it, but I was like, let me, I, I, a lot of times for these movies, you know, you're so like excited about like what surprise is going to be in here, what's going to happen. And then you can kind of relax sometimes the second time. So I, I went on like Friday late morning and I watched it again and it was great because you saw it with a, with another crowd of people that hadn't had it spoiled yet. So you had legitimate surprises and, you know, there are the little touches. Caitlin and I talked about this when you you don't just have Charles Xavier roll in, but you also play the what is credited as the X-Men 97 theme. But it's the theme from the animated series, which mm-hmm. they'll be using for X-Men 97. So it's the little touches like that. People want to see John Krasinski as Reed Richards. Maybe he won't ever actually be Reed Richards again. So uh, I think that sometimes fan service can be annoying but I think that the the cue from the X-Men animated series, the musical cue from that, uh, for me, I was just like, I know why they did this and I'm really glad they did it. What do you think about that, uh, David? Do you do you do you just uh, just accept the fact for that that is what it was? But it's so much cooler than if they'd used like the, the score from the 2000 Brian Singer X-Men. Oh, I think it was clear from the yellow, the yellow wheelchair, yeah. the floating wheelchair that it was and the green suit that it was X-Men 97 yeah. and the music was great. I think people in, in my crowd got that. Yeah. Like they, they, they were like, Oh my God, it's the music. Right. Yeah. I, I think, I think Marvel being true to the original costumes, like making black bolt look like black bolt with the tuning fork on his head. Yeah. I, I think the TV shows and, and the early, like the Fox stuff, they, they tried to dumb down the costuming. I think giving Scarlet witch a, a real costume and black bolt and like going all out was, although Wanda didn't have sleeves in WandaVision at the end, and now she had sleeves. So I'm not sure she created sleeves for herself because it was cold. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I I will say if I could just jump because it's reminding me of the of costumes. Everyone said you had to watch episodes one, four, eight, and nine of What If, right? You had yeah. to watch those episodes. You had to watch episode one for Captain Carter. That's it. Because Supreme Strange but, wasn't in the movie. 
Right. I and I thought he was going to be in the movie, and that's the the only episode of What If that I really liked. The Captain Carter one was fine, but uh that that one that episode four, I believe, it was the only one I liked. And I just expected yeah. from the trailer, I thought that that was the Steven that we saw, you know, the one that he has the the Danny Elfman. Uh, right, things just got out of hand. Yeah. That's that's who I thought we were going to see, but so when it wasn't, it was like, oh, okay, this is this is a darker version of Stephen Strange, but not as dark as that one. So it's a little bit of a letdown. Well, here's um, what but, uh, what Cumberbatch yeah. said in an interview. He said, uh, "For the record, uh, the character was not, in fact, Strange Supreme, but an even more menacing version, Sinister Strange. So uh, it was not the one from What If. So Sinister Strange yeah. was the one he he spiked on the fence, and Strange Supreme, which." You know, I went and did my research, watched the episodes again to get ready for that character. Wasn't in the movie. Now, maybe he got cut out of the movie in the 45 minutes, but. Right. That would stand to reason. Uh, one of the topics I did want to address, uh, Ivan mentions uh, zombie strange wasn't the what if strange. Yes, that's a different zombie. But I thought that uh, that was one of the most Sam Raimi things in the movie that he does the dream walking, but as a character that uh, our friend Caitlin referred to as Frankenstrange. Uh, <laughs> I, I was calling him zombie strange, but I think Frankenstrange is better. Um, I thought that uh, that was a really interesting choice. And, you know, just for a, a creep, you know, basically it makes it the Sam Raimi-ness of this movie means that it's probably an extra two years before my kid sees this one. I, we, he's not ready for any of them yet. He's six, but you know, this one's going to be a little bit later than all that. But uh, what did you think about uh, the dream walking with the zombified corpse of Stephen strange, Jeff? I, I enjoyed it. I, I was excited to see the zombies. Um, even though she wasn't a zombie when, when Wanda was getting out of the mirror dimension, how she was like cracking her body to get back to normal. Like I, I thought that was really cool. Again, it's something we haven't really seen into the MCU and yeah. something I, I hope we dabble more into with, with um, Moon Knight and, and um, Blade and that kind of, and those type of characters, more of the Sam Raimi world and aspect and view of this, um, the undead, I guess. Um, so I, I enjoyed all of it. I thought I thought the action was really cool. Even though I have a, I, I said a lot of like problems with the story. Visually, the zombies were 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 cool to me. I thought they were really great. Yeah, and uh, what did you think, sort of, about that sequence, David? You know, watching oh, the loved it. The, Lo yeah. I mean, I would have liked to have seen Defender Strange in more of the movie than just sure. the first scene. Right. But when 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 they when it was it Chavez Chavez who said to him. Well, whoever said it to him, but you need to have, oh, um, uh, his, his I think it was Christine, Christine, yeah. where she said there has mm. to be a body or uh, in that universe. I immediately thought of the, the dead one and then they did it. I thought that was a brilliant way to let him dream walk where it yeah. wasn't kitschy. It wasn't like, oh, so convenient. It was, it was brilliantly done. I loved it. I loved when, when the arms, he made the wings and he, that whole scene when he, he, he took power of them, of the, 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 the evil souls, like the, de the death eaters type uh, creatures. Yeah, absolutely. And he made them arms and wings and he flew. Though that was fantastic. No complaints about that. Uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, I didn't find that to be too gory or hard, you know, horrific. It was right on the money, just the right level of Marvel uh, evilness. Uh, loved it. Loved it. Right. It, it's not like watching a benedict cumberbatch impaled on a raw iron fence you know yeah. that was just like i'm like all right now you're just trying yeah. but uh still you know it, it it made its point 
you know, I'm glad you brought up Christine because one of the things uh, when we had our first conversation about this, uh, Caitlin and I didn't talk enough about her. I mean, the one thing that I think was important was just this idea that, you know, it's the thing that the strange from episode four of what if couldn't learn that no, you're not with her in any of these universes. It just, it just doesn't work out no matter what you do, no matter how many times you try, it's actually not going to work out. But the, uh, the importance of the watch I thought was a, was a, a sort of a nice touch. And then I think it's important. There's sort of the two moments towards the end that him putting the new face on the watch and then literally having the new face with the third eye. That was, uh, I thought, uh, you know, uh, some of us uh, from the show, we just did a, a special for Geekscape where we read uh, The Way of the Weird, a Doctor Strange story. And, uh, you know, I'd seen comics where he'd had the third eye before, but it was very prominent and something I'd literally just read the week before I saw the movie. So uh, I thought it was cool to finally see it. And I thought it was a great ending, but I, I also appreciated, like, you know, we have Clea, even though we don't actually know. I think a hello, my name is Clea sticker yeah. would have actually gone a long way. Yeah, absolutely. But, but what did you think of that ending sort of in the moment with the third eye, David? Uh, I liked it. I mean, he, again, he has had it multiple ways in the comics. He had the eye of Agamotto in his head. I think now he has the eye or in some of the storylines. So I get it. My only question would be uh, the Darkhold has been destroyed, right? But it's yeah. still in him because he used the Darkhold. Wanda didn't get a third eye. So I'm wondering if he got it because he's a, he's a, he's a, magi he's a sorcerer and not, uh, not a witch. She didn't yeah. have any physical problems from that. She had the evilness, but if that's the case, she will never be Wanda again because she'll always be slightly, uh, you know, a little bit of evil. Right. Um, so I don't know how that affects her. Or they just write it off. I hope you didn't pay attention to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's why they had her drop a mountain on herself uh, because she feels like, you know, this needs to be contained. I would suspect that we would certainly see her again, but I don't think we'll see her for a little while just because of the stories that are coming. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make sense to see her for a while. So I think whenever we do see her again, it'll be a good surprise. And then we'll have to see what the repercussions are. I did like the little touch that she had the, the black fingertips. Um, yeah. And mm -hmm. just, you know, just from a, just to, from a storytelling standpoint, just watching her kids like throw stuff at her because they're so scared of her. I was just like, you know, that was I thought that was a really nice moment for the climax of that part of the story for America to be like, these are the kids that you want. And now they see you, you know, and look what you're doing to try and get them. And yeah. you're trying to steal them from this Wanda, you know, and they, so, they kind of made they kind of made that Wanda a wimp. I mean, yeah, she, I mean, she, she heard noises and she I, ran with the bowls and she was scared and I, like she never fought back until she got out of that, like pocket dimension or whatever. I actually thought that maybe that Wanda didn't have powers. I, that was my first. Thought. Exactly. Do you think that Jeff? Yeah, I felt the same way. And then yeah. like, if we're really, if we're really going to be like, this is WandaVision, where in the HW hockey sticks was vision. <laughs> like they talked about uh, him. They said like, Oh, this is this is like everybody. You lost, you lost vision once. She lost vision twice. Like that. That's these are things that need to be talked about, or at least seen, because they replayed the same the last scene in WandaVision where she's tucking the kids in. Vision is in that scene, so yeah. It, 
Well, but it's I just, think, isn't it picky? Isn't and it one picky? of the things that I was thinking where the story was going, I actually thought we were going to see white vision, AKA yep. the vision. Um, but I also, and, and Caitlin and I talked a little bit about this either after the movie or on the show, I probably both just the idea was she doesn't have the attachment to that vision. So it wouldn't have had the same repercussion as I'm going to show you these children. So if America had brought, you know, had, yeah. had somehow brought her to where, uh, the vision white vision was, it, you know, that's not who she cares about. You know, it's just sort of like a weird representation of them. I did expect to see him in the movie though. I think I understood why it wasn't there, but I mean, when, you know, he just flies off in WandaVision and everybody was like, well, where'd he go? I'm like, well, he went into Dr. Strange too, obviously. Well, not so obvious. <laughs> so, well, uh, go ahead. Here's, here's the thing, Scarlet Witch. And I just thought of it now. Scarlet Witch was looking at every universe, right? Looking for where she could find her kids. Couldn't she have also tried to find a universe with the kids and Vision? Couldn't she have gone? Why, why wouldn't she try to find Vision? She could have stolen him too, right? Yeah. She, stole, she stole the kids or she wanted to steal the kids. She probably could have stolen Vision, reprogrammed him, you know, so he loved her. Uh, it seemed odd that she didn't go after him too. Well, and that's another one of those moments where if they could explain away the fact that you know, somehow, you know, you'd have to, it's a little convoluted, but that's another one of those. You need to tell us that she can't find vision in any of the other universes because of, you know, the fact that he was powered by the infinity stone, you know, whatever the whole thing is, you need to address that if she didn't, you know, because why did, you know, mm -hmm. why didn't she even say like, I'm going to get my kids and then I'm going to go get my husband. You know what I mean? So yeah, I agree with you that like she should want her vision, but uh white vision, uh, you know, was probably, uh, you know, not necessarily what she was uh, looking yeah. for. And she could have gone after white vision in our universe at some point. She didn't do that either. So I do have one dilemma at the end before we, we wrap up. No, please. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, can I? Okay. So the Illuminati killed their Dr. Strange yes. because he used the dark hold, right? Yeah. But he used the dark hold to kill Thanos. Yes. He wasn't, he wasn't evil. He made a bad decision. That seems like the kind of thing you put you, you put them in, in in what was that prison the superhero prison right where the villains uh, the, all went the, to the, the, the rock yeah. or uh, yeah the rock no, the, the island yeah. oh I, I know the thing you're talking band, about yeah. you yeah, know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. Yep. they could they could have they could have arrested him and put him in jail for five years or ten years right or you could put those bracelets on him that where he can't right use they had the bracelets yeah. so right yeah. punish him by putting the bracelets on or some device that depowers him but they killed him for trying his best to kill Thanos. Yeah, he made a mistake, but he wasn't an evil Doctor Strange. He was a bad at his job Doctor Strange. But ultimately yeah. they beat Thanos and their universe was fine. They killed him for destroying another universe. Who cares? It's, a yeah, it's not universe. your universe. Yeah. Right. So right. it just seemed like they killed him. They killed him for a couple of reasons. They killed him to justify arresting our Doctor Strange and they killed him to show Black Bolt's power because we'd never get to see Black Bolt's power otherwise. Yeah, that seemed like true. the only reason for yep. that scene and to explain why there was no Doctor Strange in this universe. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that was important. And uh, getting Carl Mordo, I thought, uh, was a nice. I wanted to bring this comment. This sort of uh, is an all-encompassing comment from Ghost City 386. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is an excellent, fantastic, wonderful, badass, dark, trippy, and terrifying movie. The music and the visuals in this movie were amazing. I look, a little uh, Danny Elfman does go a long way. 
And uh, I think that there's some very good scores in a lot of the Marvel movies, but uh, there's only once in a while do they stand out. And the fact that they turned it into a fight scene, I thought was actually uh, a, a nice touch. Um, I, I haven't seen anybody complaining about that yet, but uh, I'm sure it'll come, uh, you know, but uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But in general, I, I you know, people are asking me, should I see it in the theater? I'm like, yeah, see it in the theater. I mean, yeah, you can see it in on uh, on Disney Plus in like what, like 42 days or whatever it is now. But and it'll still be about as good. But I, I don't know. I think some of the visuals were cool. I had somebody that uh, that I know who said that they thought there was too much CGI, and I like I don't I thought it looked good. I actually felt like the mm-hmm. movie looked good. You know what didn't look good was that trailer for Avatar two, but that's not really the time for the conversation, is it? <laughs> but uh, I, I it could have been Avatar one for me. Like it literally could have been at any yeah. year. It could have came out at any point in time for me. Yeah, like, they're so excited <laughs> to put the trailer for Avatar two into you know alongside this movie, and I was like, I was not excited for Avatar two, and you managed to make a trailer that made me even less excited for it. It was just like it just looks boring. Yeah. Did I tell so. you guys I got invited to a screening of the trailer? I did too. I got invited to it. Was yeah. before it was before yes. the movie. It was Monday. I would have had to get there at like four thirty, and I had to take my kids. To, I had to get my daughter's haircut. I was like, yeah. So the company that invites us to the big premieres, yeah, they they invited me to the uh, both of us to go to a movie theater. For me, it was to go into Manhattan, right, which yeah. is 40, 40 minutes easy without traffic. Oh yeah, and and sit for a two minute trailer that I couldn't talk about, and then leave the theater. And I was going to see it three days later with Dr. Strange. And what yeah. you said, Jeff, is because it's it's basically CGI or a cartoon, really. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, it should have been a hundred times better than Avatar, the first Avatar. I hate when people mm-hmm. call it Avatar One because it wasn't Avatar One, just Avatar. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's like World it's like World War One. Well, we didn't know that there was a second one right. coming, so it was right. the Great War. It was yeah. the Great War, right? Mm. Um, so. Uh, for me, I watched it. And I was like, okay, it's the blue people again. Yeah. Like, I, I think we watched Avatar. Correct me if I'm wrong. We watched it because in the moment, it was visually stunning ahead of its time. And you went, wow, how did they do this? Now we know how they did it. We've seen everything there is to see. And now it's like, oh, it's Avatar again. I've been on the ride at Disney. It's no big deal. It's like Jurassic Park. When you first saw the Brontosaurus in Jurassic Park in 1993, when, when, when they look up and see the Brontosaurus, you're like, oh my God, how'd they do that? Now every kids every kids TV show with dinosaurs uses the same Tyrannosaurus Rex CGI. It's the yeah. same. It's the exact same T Rex in every movie ever made since then. Where you go, mm-hmm. okay, the dinosaurs. I get it now. They're dinosaurs, right? No big deal. Avatar yeah. was yeah. like, I don't remember the plot being so awesome. I have to see it again. No, I don't remember how it, it ended. The tree nope, fell. Right. I, I don't remember anything about it because do you guys off the top of your head? I just heard a conversation about this earlier today. I was surprised. Do you know how many years ago Avatar was the first one? Isn't it 10 years? It's more. It's 2009. Oh, no. So he's been working on this for 12, no, 13 years because it was originally going to come out in like 2014 or something. But yeah. And he spent so much time on it for something that like none of literally none of us have asked for this. No one wanted it. Just James Cameron. There was no, and he made five, did he make five of them or four of them all at the same time? I think there's four sequels total, but I could be wrong. Um, But I think it's five counting the original one. Yeah. I, and yeah. Name, a char- name a character. I can't. I, so, I, I, I know an actress. I know yeah, an I actress. Can't. I just I, know I, yeah. Zoe Zaldana's in it. That's it. 
Yeah. yeah, she's playing blue and green people. So, okay. Right. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, there's the but, one franchise. There's the one franchise where she plays a blue person, the one franchise yeah. where she plays a green person. And then in Star Trek, she gets to look like herself. So who's, who's going? I wonder what they're going to do with the Chukakti character. Like, I, I, was there a Chukakti yeah. character? You don't know. I said it. You don't know if that was a character I, or not. I, I, you could have made that up. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh, oh Chukakti. Yeah. Great character. Oh, my God. What are they going to do with his personality now that he's older? He's not a teenager anymore. Is I he? Look, I don't know. The, the avatar, the avatar property was enough reason for Disney to second guess buying Fox. You know, they're like, wait a minute, we're on the hook for what here? David, thank you so much for joining us. Please take a moment and let everybody know where they can find you and your wares, as it were. Okay, I've been practicing my mirror image. So yeah. <laughs> uh, here I am at David Brody on all my uh, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, that's all you need. Twitter and Instagram is fine. Uh, I'm a, you can find me on the uh, Elvis Duran Morning Show, nationally syndicated on iHeartRadio uh, or Z100 in New York or any one of our 75 affiliates if you live in one of those cities. Uh, I do a podcast called The Brooklyn Boys, which is that logo behind me, where my other Brooklyn uh, co-host and I talk about day's events, life events, and complain about them. So this week I'll be complaining about lawyers that have wrestler names. So I, I, I saw a billboard that said, like, uh, Billy the Bulldog, you got to hire him. I'm like, I want a guy who went to Harvard. I don't want a guy with a catch. So <laughs> that's the kind of thing we'll debate. And then I do a walkers and talkers podcast, which is a walking dead recap show uh, where I try to infuse humor into the show. And as my wife said, that podcast and you watching walking dead at midnight when it's too loud in the living room is why I didn't enjoy zombie strange. So, <laughs> so you did it to her. It's your, I did it. To it her. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as he mentioned earlier, uh, Eric Connor is at count Eric Connor and Jeff, where can people find you to keep the conversation going? Yes. And if you want to talk any spoilers, all spoilers can be told at Jeff Lowe Jr. After the movie, if you tweet me spoilers before the movie, you're going to get blocked. That's it. But yeah. you can meet me there. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. And of course, as always, you can find me at Christian DMZ. Please subscribe to the Blackcast YouTube channel, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You will get our show, Marvel Movie Talk, and uh, various Star Trek after shows. Mercifully, Star Trek Picard is over, but now we're doing Strange New Worlds. So you can find that in the titular Blackcast there, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. Thank you so much, everyone. And we will see you next time. On the broadcast. Professor Charles Xavier. Sam will take care of some business.
But I'm here to say, have a nice day. And listen to the damn show.